Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Welcome to the Ponderosa, my friends, for an evening of songs and stories about the American West. A land of legend, of romance, of friendship and loyalty and courage. A motherload of remembrance. A true bonanza. We chased Lady Luck till we finally struck Bonanza. With a gun and a rope and a hat full of hope, we planted our family tree. We got a hold of a pot full of gold Bonanza. With a horse and a saddle and a ring full of cattle, how rich can a fella be? On this land we put our brand, how trite is the name? Fortune smiled the day we piled upon the Rosa claim. Here in the West we're living in the best bonanza. If anyone fights any one of us, he's gonna fight with me. And Joe and Adam know every rock and pine. No one works, fights, or eats like those boys of mine. Here we stand in the middle of a grand bonanza. With a gun and a rope and a hat full of hope, we planted our family tree. We got a hold of a pot full of gold bonanza. With a house full of friends with a rainbow ends, how rich can a fella be? On this land we put our brand, our pride is the name. Fortune smiled the day we filed the Ponderosa claim. Here in the West we're living in the best bonanza The friendliest, whitenest, lovingest band That ever set foot in a promised land And we're happier than them all That's why we call it Bonanza Known for her breakout role in Netflix's The Crown, which my fucking parents watch, where she played Princess Diana, Emma Corrin joins Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman in Deadpool's first Marvel Studios-led sequel. I am excited for this movie. Uh, I am living for this movie. Um, anyone at this round table watching The Crown? Ray, if there's anyone, <laughs> no, it's you. Not really. <laughs> no, I can't say. Well, I haven't watched a minute of The Crown. My parents love it. Like, they're just obsessed. Connor, you were talking about people who, who can't tell the difference between really at reality oh, no. and the TV show. <laughs> like, seriously, they talk about The Crown, like, everything happened. I'm like, guys, oh, it's no. a fictional reenactment of shit out of the newspapers. Like, it's not. Yeah. it's not... Don't, you know, I'm sure not all of it happened exactly as is being said, you know? They need to put disclaimers at the start. And no, based on a true story is not a good enough disclaimer anymore. You need disclaimers saying yeah, we made how, half of this shit but up. But, like, like, honestly, you know, really, I just feel like that's every biopic to me, you know? And that's not, and that's not good. And, again, that's every biopic to you. But, again, like, as I said earlier, people watch this stuff and just take it oh, as yeah. it is. Oh, just, you know, that's why I think, like, Either make it right or put more disclaimers on saying, hey, it's not, I, I think from the second Princess Diana died, they have force-fed the mythology of Princess Diana from the second yeah. she died in that fucking tunnel. 
and I am sick to death of it. Like, honestly, a lot of people were sick of Princess Diana when she died, mm. and then well, she she's died. Been, she's almost in a sense she's been, what's the, what do they call it? Saints, yeah, canonized, yeah. yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, canonized. a lot of people were sick of her, just like they're sick of Harry. And, and it was, like, not as sick, but they were, like, enough already with Princess Diana. Then she died, and it was like, oh, my God, like, uh, an angel has left the earth. I was like, oh, really? Like, you know, yeah. I, I remember my, my uncle. He, this is this is about two years after the the, the, the the death, and we're talking about it. I was saying, look, I'm not a big royal fan, but I was saying, I'm getting a little sick of the Princess Diana stuff. And he goes, basically, Dave, she was a bit of a slut. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I was like, Al, great comment. Um... But, you know, there was a guy not buying the hype, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now, we have... Can I just say, sorry. Go. You know me, a big Deadpool guy. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I love the, like, I've read, I probably read, like, all of the Deadpool Wolverine crossovers up until, Good. like, post, post-Dugan run. And, like, the first two Deadpool movies, I enjoyed the first one. Second one was all right, but they got to go darker. They really do, because that's the best Deadpool stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has that edge, and they 100%. just... At the end, he saves the girl both times. I'm like, no, he doesn't get the girl. He doesn't save the girl. You know, it's... Yeah, there's, a, there's quite dark. a dark comedy to Deadpool, I agree, when it's done well. Um, yeah, like, his life has to suck. He has to be a tragic character. And, like, still funny. I almost you know? think... That like, kind of was alluded yeah. to in the second one, though. Like, you know, they, they kind of killed his girl straight away. But he saved her at the end. Mm. No, she, she's dead. No, she it was post credit sequence. He, he saves her. Like, he reverses. Oh. Yeah, he goes back in time. Uh, but and stuff. To be fair, they could, they could say that post credit scene was a dream or fucking. Yeah, like, I, I like, don't, yeah. I don't I mean, know. I mean, they could, but I don't know. It seemed pretty implicit. Uh, oh, did it? Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Oh, in the like, first movie, the post credit scene, he was Ferris Bueller, but he didn't stay there now. <laughs> yeah, but there's a difference between. <laughs> no, I know. I don't I don't know. Know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Connor. I agree with you, Connor. I have arguments over this. I'm not a big fan of the Deadpool movie, so I'm just I'm just worried about because like Jesus, like 17 year old me, this is wet dream. I'm like in heaven. Bring it, fucking bring it, dude. Uh, And like I'm just like I want it to be good, you know. I really want it to be as good as it can be. Mm. Um, so and I was just a bit let down by the first two. Yeah. So. I watched a sec. I watched a second one again, just not that long ago, like a few nights ago. It's fun, yeah, just, just on a whim, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I I enjoyed. It. I mean, you know, the dark aspects, sure, but I d- I just loved the uh, the graphic violence, you know, and <laughs> and uh, the language, which you don't you know you don't see in a lot of comic book uh, oh, movies. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah, just just a lot of fun, and and the humor with. I mean, I just I had to laugh again when X Force friggin. They uh, were alive for about what two scenes. And mm. yeah, that was just so funny. It uh, would be yeah. good to see. It would be good. You know what would be good to see? Um, and I'm not sure if we'll ever get it. Like, I- I'm really hoping that this movie, it's almost a bit more than just the wacky comedy. If you know what I mean? Like, well, exactly. They yeah. got to do a Weapon X thing because that's yeah. the through line yeah, with those cool. two characters. That would be cool. Exactly. And they yeah. they skimped. On Deadpool's Weapon X stuff. That wasn't as Absolutely. bad as it should have been. Yeah. That mm. was tame. That was tamer than Wolverines, and it's supposed to be worse than Wolverine. Mm. Why worse? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not saying they should go full-on graphic, but it needs to be worse than Wolverines, and it just didn't seem hopefully with as Hugh, bad as it needed to be. Hopefully yeah. with Hugh Jackman bothering to be involved in the whole thing, 
and and then bothering to do it, it there probably will be a little bit more of an edge. You know what I mean? I'm like, you you can I'm still getting... have crazy humour, but I just would yeah. like it to have a darker tinge. Yeah. Oh yeah, the crazy humor is going to be in the forefront. I mean, that's yeah. it's Ryan Reynolds, yeah. and that's what's bankable about mm. Deadpool. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully with with Logan, they can kind of darken it. I mean, you had Cable in the second one, but know, he, he could was... have been in a more man. I was hoping he'd be in a more. Yeah, you know, yeah. Cable. By yeah. the way, Cable was probably the best part. He was good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You know what? Was that good. version of Cable. This is my problem with live action movies. Mm. He just. You can see so Cable looking a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, Cable is almost like he's huge and buff. and like then the Hulk. Yeah. And then you watch him, the live-action movie, and you're like, man, he just looks so puny and regular. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I wish I kind of got to see a bit more of a proper-looking Cable. Yeah, <laughs> like, I had to suspend I that display. pretty good. I mean, no, I guess. You know how they did, like, a Juggernaut, right? And they do Colossus. Mm. It's a CG. If there was just somewhere they could have melded some CG with uh, Brolin, mm. um, yeah. like his head, but CG, but more of his body or his height to just make him, you know, just fill it out a bit more and look more cable, mm. like, mm. like, like, like huge. Like yeah. They're like, they're supposed to be giant characters, though. I feel like cable is just a product of Rob Leafield's huge. Yeah, but that's what he is now. Like, oh, look, yeah. I. But I tend to like similar with. I had this thing with John Bernthal's Punisher. I mm. I would have liked Punisher to be bigger as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, in the comics, he, he's huge. Mm. Like, and I'm not talking Hulk huge, but he's a solid unit, just like Cable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that build they just don't do. And you know, I I hear people, oh, well, you know, it, it's it doesn't translate on on screen. You've got to have this. But it's like, well, we have Spider-Man as kind of lithe and very acrobatic. You know, you have mm. Tom Holland. You have Thor as big and, and mm. chunky. Mm. You know, why can't you represent well, Brolin's lean. Punisher? Brolin's lean more than muscular. You know, well, he's, 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 he's well, he that fit, yeah, lean but, look, you know? Yeah, but I'm saying like yeah. Cable and Punisher, mm. their build in the comics it's is big. more of a stocky, bigger. Yeah, yeah. I know this yeah. is a bit of like a pull, but I mean, the... The Greg Rucker Punisher was pretty slim, and that was like a oh yeah, but he, he's yeah he's no yeah, but they they talk yeah sure like a run here and there, but generally like many, he's spoken of many his... Punisher many well, Punisher stories is a big guy, you know. Yeah, and the he's, Punisher he's is described bit, as big. Yeah, the Punisher is also a little bit difficult because a lot of people have drawn him different ways. Yeah, like yeah. when they've gone for more realism or that. But let's be honest, Cable has been ninety percent the same for yeah, like yeah. Yeah. most of his comic. Yeah. I will say this. Really big, I agree. Dude. You make a great point, all of you. It's true. It wasn't like the comic book. But I will say this. I felt that just he, the face and the performance of Brolin was actually pretty strong. And I yeah. personally oh, I like, felt yeah, I the it. movie <laughs> needed more cable inserted yeah. into the story. Because he was very around the edges of the story, wasn't he? From yeah, what yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't in a, That's why I like. I think the problems with Brian Reynolds, that's why I think. The, this movie is just going to be wacky with nothing else, really. Like, mm. maybe some edge on Wolverine's side, but not the mutual edge you need. Well, and, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, carry on, carry on. No, I'm just saying, like, after after Deadpool 2, because it's like, well, Cable, surely, you know, they'll add a bit more, like, substance, like, emotional weight yeah. to it with Cable, and they didn't really. It was, like, wackier mm. than the first one. Mm. You know, but you know what? Like, yeah. The thing with Deadpool is, I kind of feel like, like, Deadpool's a very difficult character in my opinion, to kind of be the main character, like when it's not a comic book where you can sort of have a bit more fun 
yeah. and stupid things. But if they had actually made Deadpool 2 actually about Cable, and you kind of just have Deadpool popping up to just fuck shit up and mm. be annoying or or hinder uh, Cable, but the story is actually more about Cable, that mm. could have that could have probably worked as well. Um, and and what? maybe. Uh, not give made Deadpool like the massive focus of it. Yeah, I which think... is where I think they're probably going to head potentially with Wolverine. Like he might have that bigger role that Cable didn't. I think. Yeah, and, yeah. we'll see. I It'll think, be. Um, I'm still going to laugh if it's like a ten minute cameo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like they build God, it up, it they build it up, yeah. and then it's like a ten minute cameo. I'm going to laugh oh. my ass. Oh, I hope not, man. That would suck. I, I hope it's it would suck, but that would be in keeping with Deadpool. So, yeah, yeah, it's almost like it, it fits their sort of sense of humor. Like yeah, when these two yeah. guys get together and the jokes they play, I can just there's just a part yeah. of me was like, imagine this is one big troll by the two of them and they laugh in their asses off. It could oh, be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my sources have told me that apparently this whole thing has been in the works literally for a long time, like this discussion, like, because I thought it was dead. I actually thought Hugh Jackman had really walked away from the whole franchise. And apparently on both sides, there was like a lot of talk for a number of years before it officially got announced, like quite serious talk as well, like well past the point. Remember the the news stories, Hugh Jackman's walking away, there's going to be no more. The, The conversations were still very active. Like during that whole period, so it's interesting. Oh, okay. So I, I would be surprised if he's bothering to do it for ten minutes, but I do agree that would be kind of funny. But um, I, I hope mm. that's not the case. <laughs> now, get this: um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Warren Beatty, and he owns the Dick Tracy movie rights. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to keep these rights active, he uh, roughly twelve, thirteen years ago, he did a um, uh, like a sort of sort of interview as Dick Tracy with Leonard Moulton. And it kept, it was, he did enough of time period in the character and it went out on TV to retain the rights because you need to, you need to do, produce something. That's cheeky. Yeah. Well, he's, he had to do it again and he went in. So now, uh, he's aged now, I think he's about 83 to five. He went in and he did it. He did a, um, with Ben Mankiewicz, the guy who does TCM, Turner Classic Movies, the presentation and Leonard Moulton, who by the way, is looking massively old. Um, and has a walking stick and everything. Uh, he did another one where he's talking about he's talking, he's playing Dick Tracy and he's talking about the problems of the movie Dick Tracy that he did back in like 1990. Oh my god, I watched like 10 minutes and I was like, I can't take any more of this Warren Bay talking about himself in the third person and stuff. Like it was doing my head in, but it's also cynical, it's just to retain the rights to Dick Tracy. And what I'm wondering, yeah. guys, is does he just hold the movie rights, and how much revenue would that even be bringing in by this point? Or does he hold the rights to the character itself, like any merchandising, any licensing of anything to do with Dick Tracy? Like, do you guys know like what that's kind all, of rights he holds? I would imagine that's all dead, dead in the water. I don't it's know. Maybe dead. it's, a, it's a, pretty a dead pocket, in the water. Yeah, <laughs> a pocket of um, you know society that I'm just unaware of. But like Dick Tracy, yeah, I think it's close to dead, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of, uh, it must be for the movie, right? But why he's holding on to it for dear life? I don't know. But he's not doing anything with it. I know. Well. Yeah, like just, you know, he's doing well, nothing with it. I was actually just thinking. I wonder if he's doing it because he loves the character so much. Yeah, maybe. He doesn't yeah. want anyone to ruin it. Oh, <laughs> like ah, that, let, that, Let's be fair. Look what they did to Green Hornet with Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It would I'm be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting to know because I don't think he has. It's not like he has sort of commissioned 
and got in a green light on a Dick Tracy movie where he's a producer and mm. a younger actor plays Dick Tracy because that's what you would think would happen given that Warren yeah. Beatty's in his 80s and hasn't acted yeah. in 10, 20 years. Yeah. But he hasn't done that. He's done nothing no. but hold on to the rides. It's just weird. It. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's, odd. Yeah. And he bothers to do this to renew the rides, which is even well, more funny. If, if it's what Richard said, then full props, full respect to Warren Beatty being such a fan. Like, what a I massive guess. fan yeah. he could be. It'd yeah. be fascinating to know. Now, I just wanted to get... We always think that today's day and age, we think of, like, the darkening of society and stuff and, like, our media and everything. But this is just a little tidbit that came across my news desk. Little House on the Prairie, an episode from 1981... Uh, and I don't know if you guys ever watched the show, but I certainly did. Michael Langdon, uh, was post-Bonanza, pre-Highway to Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an episode here. Um, Little House on the Prairie told a lot of stories about alcoholism, anti-Semitism, racism, etc., etc. The long-running family drama didn't always equate wholesome with easy to watch. Never was that more apparent than with Sylvia, which premiered Feb 9, 1981, 42 years ago. Uh, the two-part episode, written and directed by... Leading man Michael Landon starred Oliver Barish as a beautiful and shy young girl who Olivia, yeah, Olivia, uh, is raped by a man in a very creepy clown mask. Her resulting pregnancy makes Sylvia a pariah to everyone in Walnut Grove except the kind-hearted Albert Ingalls, who vows to marry her and raise the baby as his own. Alas, Sylvia and her true love never got their happily ever after when the sinister clown rapist, who was later revealed to be Walnut Grove's friendly blacksmith, Irv. So imagine being. Imagine if you're on a long-running cast member. <laughs> you're in, you're in a, we get you, you lose your job. You're in out of the series, and you're revealed yeah. to be a rapist. You're like, yeah, like exactly. a serial the like, table read. Serial yeah. like you're like okay. I was the friendly. <laughs> I was the friendly blacksmith until this episode. Uh, attempts to attack Super again. She fell down from a ladder while trying to escape, and then died from her injuries. Now, isn't that just an insight, Rich? You know how we're always like the glamorization of the past. Everything was always sunny. Everything was brighter back in TV land. Not this time, man. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not every show back in the day was. Yeah. PG wholesome, all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. I mean, I don't think we've romanticized it that far that we think that everything was wholesome and good and non-dark. Yeah. What's interesting I is mean, that... I know I haven't. I don't know if you have. No, no, I said that. But I, I know a lot of these shows, what's interesting is, yeah, I remember Little House on the Prairie and it was always quite dramatic. Uh, mm. it, it was it was a mixture of very cloying, like yeah. depictions of life on the, you know, thing. But I remember yeah. there were episodes where heaps of shit was happening out there, which I guess is realistic. Yeah. I mean, stuff did yeah. happen on the frontier. You know? Yeah, Dave, I, I watched this as well. We watched this as a family, yeah. like when I was really young. <laughs> Catch and I actually, rem- I, rem- I remember the- this. I wouldn't have been 1981, but it was probably like a rerun. I yeah. reckon it would probably have been 1984 or something. So yeah. I was still a wee tacker. Yeah. Um, but I remember, because I remember distinctly the ladder and I remember distinctly the clown mask. <laughs> oh, and it was harrowing. <laughs> like it was, it was, uh, because some of the episodes were, you know, it was, it was family drama. Yeah. It yeah. was like, yeah. so it was a family thing that you'd watch together. Exactly. You know? It was very um, much a Sunday, but, Sunday sort of night show, wasn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But th- it, it took a turn. I remember distinctly there was like, and <laughs> this must've been the, the arc yeah. where it was like, oh God, this is really scary well, michael landon's taken up a notch he's yeah, like he's yeah. like uh i mean i remember bonanza i don't remember bonanza being that dark um you know but no. bonanza was always like on the ranch and there were the you know the, the maybe women you should rewatch it and find out 
Yeah, the, <laughs> the women were coming through. Chuck Dixon said a lot of Bonanza episodes revolved around the women who were trying to either scam them or marry one of them, and that was a constant theme. A lot of cattle rustling was going on in Bonanza, but I don't remember there was much <laughs> raping. You know, no, or clown masks. You know, <laughs> the clown mask is what takes it right over the edge. It does. <laughs> the fact that it was the blacksmith. Imagine if the blacksmith had been your favourite character. You're just like, shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, how about this? There's a Spider-Man noir live action series in the works from Lord Miller at Amazon. Um, as we all know, uh, it's a more recent one, introduced in a comic book series in, t- in 2009. Um, it's the noir universe, alternate universe that reimagines some of the Marvel characters in a hard-boiled 1930s setting. If I'm right, it was Nick Cage who voiced it in... Um, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. In the Spider-Verse, yeah. I really liked his um, depiction. Um, yeah. Sort of a more pulpy, kind of more non-powered. I mean, he had powers, but they were a lot less, weren't they, than um, normal yeah. Peter Parker. But get this. Um, Amazon and Sony have a whole arachnid empire planned for Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Um, the companies are already developing a series based on Silk, which I'm looking forward to, with Walking Dead showrunner Angela Kang. I wonder if she's related to Kang the Conqueror. Um, <laughs> running point on that series, titled Sp- Silk Spider Society, with Rich, that sounds like up your alley, Silk and all her friends, all the Spider-Man knockoffs. <laughs> certainly would like to take them into a dark blind alley and <laughs> certainly like to knock them off eh? yeah. Rich is not a fan of like all the different um, spider Gwen, spider silk uh, spider fucking you know all the, let's just call them the spider peoples the spider peoples that have populated the spider universe in the last feels like 10 years mm. um, just interestingly enough though Rich do, do you like spider woman Jess Drew no, God, no. No. Okay. So, sorry, Ray. No, so Ray, like, was, no, Ray just... was looking to plug his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just wondering because, like, she's like one of the like originals I don't, as well. I don't mind her because I, that was in a time where they they had to protect their licenses and shit. Yeah. Um. So whenever they had a male character, they came out with a female version. So I don't begrudge yeah. her her existence because, as I said, as, as a company, you're just protecting yes. your your properties, and she was different enough from Spider-Man that while I've never been a fan of the character, she's never bothered me. Like, it's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. not a character where I'm like, oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all the other variations that have come after that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was trying to, I guess, discern because the original, like, Jessica Drew was very, is very different from the new, new iteration. She's like, way she, back she in the about 70s, 70s? Yeah, well, I mean... Mid-70s, yeah. I mean, if I remember mid-70s. correctly, she doesn't even have, like, fucking webbing and shit and all that, like... No, she doesn't, no. You know, yeah. She's got pheromones and... Um, um, and Ven- she's got she's got the original Venom Blast. That yeah, she's got that Venom But, yeah, but yeah. she's a different enough character, it's just that they wanted yep. to uh, keep the name, or... Yeah. yeah. That's why you have She-Hulk, and that's why you have Supergirl, and mm. all yes, that yes. crap. So I don't, I don't begrudge her, but all the other characters after her, like, they can all mm. just for Pierre for like it. <laughs> wow. What about Spider-Ham? I love Spider-Ham. <laughs> Spider-Ham's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind Spider-Ham in uh, as a joke when they when it was the the, <laughs> the you know the, the When is the, he not a joke? Where is he serious? He's never serious. <laughs> no, but I mean I don't mind that cuz it's it's a it's a funny it's a parody. Yeah. Yeah. He's not supposed to be an actual character that exists in like the, the world. Six, That's how I view it. It was six. just it was a it was a fun kiddies parody comic of like oh let's pretend let's uh, imagine the characters as animals do you um, know yeah. uh, anyone around the table buzz in name the two creators of spider ham 
Spider-Ham. 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 Tom King. Who was that? Tom Taylor. Tom King and Tom Taylor. No, guys. Clue. Clue. I'll give you a clue. We've had one of them on the show. And yeah, one yeah of... I know who one of them is. Oh, DeFalco. DeFalco. Yeah. And the other one I've been trying to get on for fucking 10 years, and he's just <laughs> resistant. Um, uh, Engelhardt? Uh, Larry Hammer. No, Engelhardt's been oh, on Hammer. the show, right? Have you, have you missed the Engelhardt oh, episode? Yeah. We had Steve Engelhardt on the show, my friend. Yeah. One, yeah, of, one of our highest rated episodes, actually. Uh, I can tell you... Um, all of those, um, DeFalco was huge numbers. Um, yeah, yeah, no. As, 300 episodes, Dave. There's a, there's a lot there. So There's a lot there, Ray. But maybe you should, maybe well, kick, it, kick it off back at one, Ray. Just go. Fun <laughs> fact. On my last Iron Fist episode, I said I wanted to set Larry Harmer on fire. So. Wow. Ooh, wow. Wow. I think we might have to edit that out. We're trying to get Larry Harmer on the show, my friend. <laughs> Jesus. Larry Hammer, those words are not endorsed by Signal oh, Doom. No, we take no, a few no, no. pot shots. We, Dave, we, yeah. Dave, you don't cut it out. You 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 push against. You protect Larry Hammer, oh, and then you say, yeah. look, "Look what I said about you." Oh, Larry, Larry, Larry we you know uh, what can I say? We apologize. Uh, we love you. I, I kind of he's far from I the don't. hip. I don't I'm going to beat him up after the show, Larry. Just for what, you. what what happened, uh, Connor, for you to dislike Larry Hammer so much? Uh, Iron Fist. Let me guess. Yeah, part of the dragon happened. Yeah. Is it, ah, yeah. is it recent? Is it recent, or is yeah, it back yeah. in the seventies or something? No, it's recent. It's recent. No, that's yeah. that's oh. when that's when he said, "I don't want to be Iron Fist. I suck at Iron Fist." Oh, right, the more recent stuff. I oh. can't even. Yeah, okay. if I start talking about that, I won't stop. Actually, well, I okay, I actually I'm not even an Iron Fist fan. I remember when we reviewed that <laughs> uh, that that issue. I think did we or, or that book? I literally went off as well, saying like that was. Uh, like I don't mind him giving it up, like if it means to save someone or sure. if it's something. It was noble. just yeah, but the way it was to handled. Say, I I think I suck. I shouldn't be. I suck. Like you know, gave, I was just like that is that's disgusting. I couldn't get over that. <laughs> that's he gave hilarious. the iron like, fist. I suck. <laughs> he gave the iron fist to Okoye so she could fight the big bad guy, right. and then he's like, "Nah, keep it because I suck." And he didn't really do anything. Oh. And that was his final outing as Iron Fist. Wow. But oh, he is yeah. getting an omnibus next year yes. for his 50th. So this nine. year. This year. Oh, a, hang on. Bit of a crisis of confidence for old, uh, what's his name? Danny Rand? Danny Rand, yeah. yeah. Danny Rand's having a having a bad day. Well, the Please. worst thing is where the previous <laughs> run left off, he was in a really good spot as the champion of Kunlun, and he was feeling good. He just saved the city, and he was ready for more adventures. And then I, I tell you what, he was doing his best work yeah. was with Misty Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I, said that. I said that purely to amuse Ray. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say something, and I've just censored myself, and I'm proud of myself, guys. I'm actually proud that I censored a comment just now. Um, now, um, yeah. So look, we're all excited, apart from Rich, for for the Spider-Man universe. Apparently, Rich, they own more than 900 characters at Sony. So uh, yeah, I'm not ex- all the same character though, so it doesn't. Nine hundred variations <laughs> on Spider-Man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we've got nine hundred. We've got nine hundred Spider-Man and, and Spider Women and Spider fucking everything. Like you know, actually, something Ray I'm thinking of purchasing is that Spider vs Spider Geddon omnibus. I noticed omnibus. It's, it's yeah. coming out next week, and um, I'm I'm yeah, right. I'm, so, yeah, well, believe you me, it's already I'm circulating around my Amazon uh, yeah, purchases. Yeah. Uh, you, will you be picking that one up? Uh, potentially, but there there are a few omnibuses coming up shortly after that. I've, Planet I've, of the Apes? Yeah, yeah, Planet of the Apes, Aliens. Um, 
Yeah, there's a, a few. You've got a lot of those aliens omnibuses, Ray. Yeah. What's your wife what's, say? She's just like morning? another aliens omnibus. Yeah, yeah, a lot of reading to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I only take I only take one down, so she only thinks I got one. She's only one. Yeah, it's like seventeen. <laughs> look the same. Seventeen <laughs> volumes. Um, Rich, there's another another season of Terminalist happening. It's a prequel, apparently. Is it? I thought it was a continue. Okay. Oh, Focus- I, I know they announced it. I assumed that it was the second book. But- Another new series focusing on the events before the debut season. That's a prequel, Rich. Mm, interesting. Slow down a second. Let's that. slow it down a second, guys. I want to bring the other guys in here. Rich is famously against prequels. So what's happening? What's going to happen with this one, Rich? Is crisis of confidence? You're looking in the mirror going, what do I do? Uh, I will judge it after I've seen the trailer, I guess. But you, but you are on the record as being against prequels. Does this count, or is this close enough that it doesn't matter? Well, no, I, I am against prequels, but it doesn't mean that they can't be done right. It's just that okay. nine times out of ten, they're not done right. All right, okay. Like I, I tell you, when I think they stretched the prequels too far was when they did the prequel to Rogue One, where they were like and, and or it's like, do we really need a prequel to a prequel? Like no, apparently as many prequels as you can. Yeah, but like, let's just uh, like I'll be like, I'll, I want to be that guy in the room going, okay, we got Andor, but what happened before Andor? <laughs> like, oh shit, we better do another show. Well, to be fair, <laughs> Disney tried to go forward and they made it such a clusterfuck that they've just been reversing ever since. They have, haven't they? Uh, I've got some big news for you, and I'm interested to get your guys' thoughts. Uh, Last of Us has gotten a lot of praise, and I certainly am looking forward to watching that with Michelle. Um, I've warned her, I said, look, it's going to be like Walking Dead, but maybe a bit better. She's like, that sounds okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, Bella Ramsey, I believe who's the lead actress uh, in Last of Us, wore a chest binder 90% of the time while shooting it. Uh, I believe she felt it made her feel more safe or something, she was saying. and um, mm. But she also commented that um, she doesn't recommend it, that it's not safe. So it's like it made her feel more safe, but it sounds painful. Oh. Um, a chest binder ninety percent of the time. Well, I mean, it's a kid, woman. right? So, what, what what was it protecting her from? Oh, yeah. is it this is a child or who is this? She's a you know young adult, like twenty, okay. twenty. Um, she's well, I know. I just, I'm just assuming it's something like it's a, it's a very active kind of role, and mm. you know, like with sports bras, you know, women probably have to are probably mm. more comfortable if they're kind of. But why she's saying it's painful? Oh, I don't know. Who knows, Dave? Well, I don't think what, about these things. That's why we're here, right? That's Connor's, why. We're, right. Connor thought he, he was telling me the other day. He thought about this. I said, thought about wearing. A Connor, I said, just wait, wait for it until the show, and then we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, I mean, uh, someone's putting words in my mouth. <laughs> what we try to do on Signal, guys, is we try to get to the heart of the matter, and I'm prepared yeah. to spend as much time as possible. Uh, Richard, where are you on this? Are you chest binders? Um, nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> Uh, Maybe so, it's it's not natural. It's kind of like binding the feet. You know yeah, how they do that, or, or lengthening the neck. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be the guy to say it, Ray. But you've said it, and I agree yeah. with you. This, this is, is everything that's wrong with modern society. This is one of the oddest items you've put on. Thank you. <laughs> like and I and I am proud of that as well. I was hoping it's honest, but then also it also feels right for Dave. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. somehow no, familiar. Yeah, I I want to know more about it. Yeah. She is gender fluid, so I think that was part of it. I think it was I, – I did do some research, and by research, I mean I clicked on one one article. Um, 
she, Lois Lane over here. She is gender fluid, and um, she's a very odd-looking girl. Oh my god, looking at wow! Is she that the young girl like a, in Game like, of Thrones? She's the younger with the like the no, no faint eyebrows. No, oh, okay, no, no, no. She's, okay. I know the girl you're thinking of, and she's not that girl. Oh, okay. Um, Blah, blah, blah. She's chest binding is a process practice that minimizes the appearance of a person's breasts and flattens their chest, which probably isn't healthy, she told the publication. Like, please bind safely. I don't know. It's a mystery. Maybe she just was more comfortable like that. So good luck to her. Sounds painful, um, personally, just like foot binding. I'm like, no thanks. Mm. You know, but it was in the culture back then. It was very important. Women's foot be bound for some reason. Um, I don't know why, but, you know. Uh, Alan Cumming, I mean, R- Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, a, a movie I loved back in the late 90s. I have not heard anyone mention this movie in, I would say, 20 years. He said that it's the misog- misogyny of Hollywood uh, that this movie hasn't had sequels. If if it starred men, it would have had six sequels by now, which I think would be draining that franchise very fucking low. Loved the movie. Not sure I needed six sequels. Maybe one. Um, Rich, is this the misogyny of Hollywood? Are we to blame, Rich? Is it my fault? Oh, I completely disagree with him. I think oh. if it was starring men, it would probably have 12 sequels. Yeah. So... Uh, I think it's an absolutely stupid thing to, <laughs> to claim. I mean, I don't even know how you can claim that with a straight face. And, and Well, I don't, I don't think he is straight, Rich. I think he's pretty gay. <laughs> he is. He's. He is. Good. No, no, I know. Yeah, Alan Cumming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But no, um, I, I'd, I'd agree. Like with Rich, it's, it's a huge, a huge statement. It's a massive claim. Say like, he does like, realize that there's lots of male-centric movies that have never gotten. A yeah, exa- like, exactly. Well, where's my Wedding Crashers sequel? Because I love the that fact movie. That he's, the fact that he's actually pinpointing one particular movie. Well, I assume he was in it. Is he in it? Is he in it? I don't remember. Probably, yeah. He must be in it. Yeah, that's probably there. He's got to be in it. I'm typing it in. Uh, Because I I love the movie. It was a funny movie. Um, And there are just so many... I'm I'm not in the industry, but there there are so many reasons... Yeah, he's you know a, how a, yeah. productions come to be. You know what I mean? Like he it's is the not... geeky boy at high school yeah, with Romy go. and Michelle, who returns in Michelle's dreams and finally reappears at the high school union in a helicopter. Blah blah blah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he is yeah. in it. So it's a little bit self-serving, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's very ironic that he's picking this one movie that he's in and being like, "Why can't we have six sequels? It's not fair." It's yeah. misogyny. Like. What about yeah. all the other female films that haven't had sequels, Alan? You don't seem so focused on them. Yeah, and all the other male films. You know, he doesn't care about them. He's only, he only cares about the misogyny it. of Hollywood, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's funny as a man that he's pointing out the one he's in. You know, mm. you see what I'm yeah. saying? Conflict of interest. If if he Absolutely. was in, if he was on a cha- if he was on a chairman of a board or on a board, he'd have to recuse himself from the vote. Conflict of interest. That, that's it. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I don't like his face. I don't like the cut of his jib. No, he's a, he, he's, an, he's an odd character. Like he's an odd character, man. Alan he Cummings. might chest bind as well. We never we don't know. <laughs> he may he may chest bind, and um, mm, you know disgusting. the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, is there something <laughs> in this? I I mean, I always thought it was a sex thing, but no, it's not. It's a comfort thing, apparently. No, it's a UFO thing. <laughs> I've actually got a conspiracy theory for you, Rich. Hello. Are you ready for this, Rich? Yes, I'm ready for this. I want your reaction. I want your reaction. I feel like I'm on the verge of a fucking revelation. 
Shazam, Fury of the Gods, a movie that I could live the rest of my life and never see, uh, has two personas for every member of the Marvel family, including, as we know, Billy Baston. Is that his name? Or Bastion? Uh, Batson. Batson, whatever his name is, yeah. Who turns into, yeah, I'll call him Captain Marvel, although we're supposed to call him Shazam. Um, he, every member of the family has a separate persona, except okay. for Mary Marvel. And apparently there's an explanation. But can anyone suggest what this might be? Cause I, I think it's because she was old enough. Like, she yeah, that's, that's doesn't need an adult actor. In one, yeah. Really? So, but in the, yeah. movie, in, the, in the comics, is she the same? Or is it a young girl? I thought it was a young girl. Does she tell, is it the same person? I don't even know. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I'm assuming it works just like Billy. But, like, um, I remember, because this came up earlier, like, that it. it's the same actress now instead of two. Right. And I think it's just because she's, like, grown into being able to play the adult version. And it's just kind of no. Like, I think it's because the actress that also played her said something negative against COVID, like COVID vaccines or something. Oh, really? If I remember correctly, I might be oh, wrong. No. I might be misremembering. Okay, oh, there we go, Rich. Rich, you go to the top of the class, my friend. See, this is no, what I'm no, talking no, no. about. I don't say that was true. I said I think I remember. Oh, okay, yeah, but I'm on Google already now, and now suddenly Rich has got an idea. <laughs> but here's the here's the issue when it comes to the whole Shazam uh, Captain Marvel crap, right? Is that it's very inconsistent because if you go back to kind of like the original one, um, right. Mary and um, Freddie actually kept their personalities when they transformed, and it was actually Billy who kind of uh, uh, became like talk more older, like took on a different personality. It wasn't Billy like what I remember from that movie, which I hated that movie. No, 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 was... I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the original. Oh, the comics. Marvel. Oh, right. Sorry, Richard. Like, if you're going back to like the comics, uh, Mary and 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 Freddie, they used to kind of be the same characters when they transform right it was only billy who sort of became an adult and personality shifted a little bit and then over the years it's kind of changed a bit and then there's some issues where they've made mary younger and then uh, there was one where i think they made her younger than billy and stuff and then now with this one yeah mary seems to keep her personality and all the others get different personalities although in saying that in the new comic that they did with jeff john Billy's attitude stayed the same. It's just that he was an adult, like in an adult. Yeah, body. exactly. He, he was like a he mind. was like a fucking clown. Um, he was yeah. like he was like that too in um the at least like the two thousands before New Fifty Two. Like he was still Billy's personality when he was. Uh, I actually Marvel. hate that. I I I always think of him in in um what was it Kingdom Come. I love that yeah. Kingdom Come. He was so fucking cool yeah. in Kingdom Come. I, I, I. Yeah, actually, but he was like brainwashed or something. I know well, he was, yeah. yeah, well, the thing with Billy, it's it's always his personality, but it's it's more like the Solomon that just makes him, I guess, verbalize differently or. Think well, he's able to process. He's now, he's now got the wisdom to stop him from saying something stupid or. I've got or that. The wisdom of Solomon, I've got that. He's not that uh -huh. wise. I've got it, and he's not that wise. It's it's like his wisdom is overrated, I guarantee it. It's like they always say he's got the speed of Mercury. I'm like, well, how fast is he? Is he as fast as the Flash? You never see Shazam move that fast. You know? Really. Mm. They, they don't do enough with the... Uh, he's kept up flying, the... I guess. Or... He yeah. flies. Like, he doesn't run. But can he run, Ridge? I mean, we... I get, he's... In, he's, whenever he's fought Superman, he's always kept up with Superman, so... He's basically... Know. 
like you can basically just apply sort of Superman stats to him because I know, I know, I know. yeah. So, and like, but the know, thing right? is, we don't even know how fast Mercury was. We just know he was like a messenger god. It was and quick, he was super fast, but we don't know exactly how. Fast. It was quick. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was quick. He was. He was. He was. <laughs> how, I'm typing into Google. How fast was Mercury? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to get a proper answer on that because I'm, if I'm correct, he was a mythological creature. Look, we can get. We <laughs> know, man. I hate to break it to you. Stammer of Atlas, strength. No, of I've Hercules. got the answer. You know I've got the answer. Oh no, so it's the planet Mercury. I got an answer. Twenty nine <laughs> miles per second. I was like, that's very specific. It's that's the planet Mercury. So, so the Greeks figured that out in four eighty BC. Okay. Twenty nine miles per second. Twenty nine miles per second. That's pretty fast. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Fast. It's not that fast by flash standards, but it's quick. Uh well, also, it turns out the actress may have been a supporter of the Capitol riots, unfortunately, for her. Oh, that was it. Sorry. Oh, I knew there wow. was some. Yeah. Sorry. I knew there was something that got her sort of ousted, but I yeah. thought it was COVID because that was big at the time. Yep. I guess instead of just recasting her, you may as well yeah, just, use who's there. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Well, uh, mm. yeah, she was old enough and she was going to be older by the show. So they were like, so, yeah, fuck yeah. Same person. Yeah. Don't have to pay two salaries. Um, she should ask for two salaries, though. Double up. Playing two roles, you know, very complicated. Probably, playing two you roles. You know what? You, you technically could. Yeah, I would. I'd be like very complicated, super complicated script. They're like, it's not that complicated. Oh yeah, young and old. Clark Kent and Superman. Clark Kent and Superman. Two oh, although technically, if she is the same person with the same personality, then it's not two separate people. So maybe she. Can't I believe do. she wears a hair differently, though, Rich. Forgetting oh, about that. Oh my! Really? Yeah. yeah. Now, anyway, uh, Vin Diesel. Uh, I've not heard anyone saying they want more Riddick, but apparently it's happening. Oh. A fourth movie. There you go. I'm a big I fan. Don't, I don't mind Riddick. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Riddick. I, I, okay, well, he's coming um, back, guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, the first film, I, I, to be honest, like blew me away. I thought that was really good. Great film. Um, the sequel the movie was junk. Not so much. <laughs> and I... And I I rewatched that, saying, "Okay, maybe I'll give it time," and it's nope. still crazy. It's a very confusing nonsense. movie. The second it's movie, it's very confusing. It yeah. just, it's just terrible. I, um, I didn't mind the third one. Third one was uh, okay. It, yeah, it was just kind of like a return to the old style. Mm. Um, yeah, so looking forward to this, and and the fact that Riddick is a, it's not from the comic book. It, I think it was. It's originally created just for the movie. Yeah, um, Riddick. Uh, it just yeah, really really impressive. So um, I like his power set. You know, just looking in into the, the dark. Yeah. The the funny thing about Riddick is that he's it's actually a good franchise except for the one movie because he's had mm. two really good games. He's had actually Yeah, I played one movie. of the games. Yes. Yeah, and he's had two good movies, although the first movie's not technically Riddick, it's just called Pitch Black. Mm. Pitch Black, but yeah. The second movie's the only time that they really faulted with that show where they kind of oh, made it's kind of made terrible. a more sci-fi. It's, it's yeah, an awful yeah. movie. It's an awful. Well, film. Dave, it's David Tui or whatever his name is. He he wanted to like really quickly expand the universe, and he just mm. put too much in there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, there's another one coming, so you guys seem happy. That's good. Absolutely. Uh Now we've got uh, finally wrapping up news. Um, Constantine sequel with Keanu Reeves. They were reporting it was cancelled, but then uh, it's now saying they're saying it's in limbo. So, Rich, do you think we're going to get this Constantine movie, or do you think this will be a casualty of the um, James Gunn, you know, thing? Uh, as much as I like Keanu Reeves, I hope not. Mm. Well, it feels like it. I don't know. It feels like a long time since you know there's been a Constantine film. So, 
I don't know. I I, I quite I like the original. original. I like yeah, it. Yeah, me I too. But yeah, I mean, I I, I liked it, but I would prefer a proper one. Oh yeah, with a British guy. Yeah, because yeah. I think it would just like the first one was good, but if we get a proper one, it would just be better in every way. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I also Rich, yeah yeah Rich R- Rich, did you play the game as well? I played the game as well. That was really cool. Oh yeah, back in the day. I mean, look, yeah. no, the movie's not. The movie's not terrible. Again, my only issue is that, like, one, again, is too much time has passed. Keanu is a lot older, mm. especially when he shaves that beard. Mm. He really looks his age. Like, Jesus, did he look haggard in uh, the new Bill and Ted movie? Mm. Like, it was like looking at someone completely different. Mm. Um, but two, also, um, I've, I, I, I very much like the, I can't remember his name now, but the actor they got for the TV show that only lasted, like, a season and... I know uh, he's made a Matt Ryan. Ryan? Yeah. yeah, Matt Ryan. I kind of like. I I actually think he did a really good job, and I wouldn't I wouldn't mind him getting a chance to maybe bring a movie version. To oh, like, I, I, I thought he was excellent. Well. I thought he was excellent. The guy who plays Constantine on TV. The only problem was his clothes were too clean, but that was a TV thing. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you, you could definitely fix that up for the movie. Um, but I, again, I would like to see him give him another go. Yeah, I thought he would. You know, it's what sometimes you just get that perfect casting. Like, you know, like I'm so annoyed that like, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Strong, Mark Strong, was mm-hmm. so good as uh, uh, as um Sinestro, um in, yeah. in that horrible Green Lantern movie, and then I'm like, ah, just you know what I mean? What what perfect casting? Mm. Now you'll never see him again. And I just feel it's the same with that Matt Ryan guy. Like, I just go, I just look at him and I'm like, fuck, he looks like Constantine. Like, it's like the comic book come to life, mm. the comic book character. And I just, I'd like to see him get a sh- another shot at it. Oh, like, totally I feel a bit like that with um, Kevin Spacey as Lex. I really feel like he could have been fantastic. Oh, he, he could have been, proper, yeah. you know. Well, thought, if they didn't yeah. try and make him follow the, like, uh, or be like the Gene Hackman. Yeah, guy, exactly. Like, like, do his own thing. All about real estate again, Jesus Christ! Yeah, he was. Oh, that's right. He was. He was doing. He was doing a Gene Hackman. I remember that now. Now and he weird. had to. So, yeah. yeah, he had to. Those are interesting films, Superman Returns, in a lot of ways. Now it's weekly comics. We're going to wrap through these. We did three three hundreds, world's finest three hundred. Six out of ten from me. A very cluttered issue. Uh, frankly, maybe the worst examples of early eighties comics here. I, I felt it was. Too wordy. I mean, they're wrapping up a storyline that we did last show, Rich, which is a boring storyline. Um, everyone's involved. Everyone's got a fucking something to say. Outsiders, Titans, who do nothing. And it finally wrapped. The only good part of this whole comic for me, which I'm actually downgrading to a 5.5, was the end where Batman and Superman make up. Uh, and because they'd been, <laughs> they'd been fighting all story arc. They'd been frosty towards each other. They were grumpy at each other. I didn't <laughs> like it. Um, it's against the whole ethos of the relationship, and then finally they made up at the very end. Uh, Rich- and the reason, sorry, just to cut in because of my, my indignant rage. The oh. the reason, like that, they split up is stupid as well. Like Superman yeah. won't help him rescue Lucius because of some political bullshit. I'm like, you know what? Just cut Superman's <laughs> balls off. Oh, like. Fuck you, whoever wrote that, Mike Barr. I think I'm not sure. Well, uh, it was the original reason for the Outsiders. I know, and they did it to make Batman look cool and the Justice League look like a bunch of ineffective bowls of pea soup to keep it G-friendly. Yeah. Anyway. Do you keep it in a G-friendly now? (laughs) Yeah. But, like, um, yeah, but that was was why... You're referring to 
when Batman's like, I've had enough of you too, but just like, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, they, yeah. they should have had a better reason for him to leave than just making them all be out of character and useless. He had a temper tantrum. Like, he had enough of their hijinks, enough of their fucking committees Batman was, and stuff, you know. Batman was in the right, though. Like, he was 100% in the right. Are you kidding? He was 1,000% that, that, in the right. Yeah. That's my point. Like, the Justice League were portrayed as useless and out of character. You know, are you telling oh. me Superman wouldn't go down? And help him get Lucius. He wouldn't. Well, you know, oh, I can't be there as Superman. I'll I go agree. with someone else. I agree with you. Like, and also, though, they do address this in because we did the previous issue, didn't we, Rich? And they do right. address this. Like it had been a few months uh, since that incident, and um, it, 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 Superman and Batman were really at loggerheads, and they were trying to sort mm. of work together, but there was like. It was. I thought it was an interesting portrayal of like a working relationship that's kind of fallen apart, or if like they were in the same band or something. Yeah. Um, probably similar to how Rich feels after about seven hours with me. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. <laughs> I don't know. What did you think of this one, Rich? Uh yeah. It's a, it's very much a mixed bag because at the same. I mean, obviously. Whenever you have like so many fucking characters from the DC universe just fucking rocking up, yeah, like just like going to town is really fucking you know it's cool because you got the Outsiders, you got even the Teen Titans are having a, you know, or, uh, the Titans are having a, um, uh, a cameo. Although and, I struggled and, like, to I understand what that. that cameo was, you know, uh, it's a, it, it, maybe it ties to a different issue or something. Uh, but I'm just saying it's just fun to see them. You yeah. know what I mean? And just be like, ah, oh, cool, I know these characters. Ha <laughs> ha, you know, because I can just imagine as like a as a kid or younger person or, you know, getting this off the rack. Oh, yeah. And you're like, Jesus, look how many heroes are in this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but the story is, yeah, it's Jesus. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's one of my biggest problems with sometimes some writers, um, sorry, or some comic books is that sometimes they forget it's a visual medium. Mm. And yeah. they just fill the page with so much dialogue that I'm like, yeah. I kind of would like to admire the art or look at the art as well. I'd like, you know, like let let the art breathe. Don't you don't mm. have to fill every panel with so many bloody letterboxes and mm. and words mm. and stuff and all that. It's so, like it was from the fifties. Yeah, like, yeah, it was very. Like, yeah. I was surprised it was nineteen eighty four when I checked. Yeah, yeah. no, again, yeah. it was very, it was very like I'm. I don't know. I'm one of those people where I maybe it's because I do art. I, you know, I am an artist and all that. I. I hate when I see a comic book and I go, oh, my God, look at all these words. I don't, like, I'm yeah. not in the mood for a novel. But, but if, if I'm in the mood for a novel, I'll go read a novel, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but if it's, if it's written well, you, you tend to forget it, about it. It depends yeah, but, on like, the story, though, man, because... Yeah, exactly, but this one... Story yeah. with a lot of inner monologue in, like, yeah, a, yeah. you know, like a, a crime one or a, you know, mm-hmm. noir mm-hmm. or even, like, a Batman, you know, sometimes you wouldn't yeah, have yeah. Batman's process, and that's fine, I don't mind yeah. that. I'm just talking about, like, descriptive shit. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, when they're just yeah. describing what the hell's going on, I'm just like, I yeah, don't yeah, shit. So it's definitely a five out of ten from me. Um, mm. uh, it's 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 cool. Like I love see. I, I was just like, ah, oh, cool, Green Lantern, ah, oh, cool, Hawkman, blah blah blah. But mm. story wise, uh, definitely story was a bit, um, yeah, b- very lackluster. Well, th- that whole content. story which we explored last week as well, it didn't make a lot of sense. Like mm. I, I was confused. Like I, but you know what? Uh, that was actually better than this one. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, it didn't yeah. end strong. Yeah. Other than, yeah. other than Batman and Superman getting like best buds for life. Well, they made up. I was, I was glad they made up. It was like that episode we did where Robin and Batman had a bit of a falling out, and they shook hands at the end, and I was pretty happy about that. But the lead up was just like a slog. Um, mm. Five from you, five point five from me, Ray. Where were you? 
Uh, yeah, actually, similar to Rich, uh, five out of ten. Uh, overwritten um, for me, uh, and and I wanted yeah just to make the point. I guess did you touch upon Rich that you can have a lot of dialogue if it, if it works, and it and it, actually you don't you, you tend to not notice it, but here it was very noticeable. Um, convoluted the ideas. Mm. I, I did like I did like um, the concept of the the cosmic tree. That was cool, um, and mainly the um the draw here was just to see all the cool characters like i've never seen much of like geoforce i thought he was pretty cool yeah um batman uh, so all... outsiders batman and the outsiders you get plenty of geoforce yeah. yeah yeah so just all these other characters that i'm not aware of um you, you kind of get a little bit of an introduction to them all um so yeah that, that was fun but the story itself it, it didn't really impress me at all no I'd have to say. Um, and Rich, I'm correct in saying uh, Terra from Teen Titans is Geoforce's sister, correct? That is correct. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Connor, where were you on this? Uh, similar to everyone else, I wasn't really a fan. Cosmic Tree was cool because I like trees that are cosmic. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's, that's handy. Uh, you know, it was just. Yeah, like I read a lot. And this just wasn't interesting. It was yeah. a slog. Yeah. Uh, I thought Batman saving the Maranpa Kent was like interesting because was it was cool. something that I yeah. didn't expect to happen. I was like, yeah. oh, that, that happened. That was interesting, I guess. Uh, and that was probably the best part. They really focused on like, like we have 300, let's do spectacle. And it's like, well... Yeah. It just oh, yeah, even Sergeant Pop showed up. I forgot about yeah. Sergeant yeah. Rock. Yeah. Right? Actually, was... you know what? I, I enjoyed that appearance um, of Sergeant yeah. Rock. Uh, I also like Sergeant Rock's very chill reaction to the shit that went through. And then he's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we got a water fight. Come on, guys. And he's just like very professional. yelling at yeah. the guys and stuff. I, I've got a question for you, Connor. So mm. pre-crisis, is mm -hmm. it like, like the question I have is this, and it might sound stupid, so is it retconned in now that in the pre-crisis, Batman went back to Smallville and saved Mara Park Kent? That's a fact. Like, uh, in, I mean, according to that issue, yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. That would have happened. Um, wow. That's you know, actually I mean, pretty cool. I, I don't know if anyone ever would have brought it up again. It's like one of those weird oddities. It, but it, but, it's yeah. one of those weird yeah. things that if I was a writer, like a Jeff John-style guy... like I'd Bring it back. Well, you only to get an issue, you know. Like what I'm trying to say is, like it's it's some it's a, it's a thread you could you could pull on that thread kind of now in modern times and do like a little story about that kind of thing. I think it'd be interesting, yeah. you know. Like the actual issue is extremely forgettable, but Sergeant Rock appearance was fun, and I liked the Batman appearance with Mara Park Ken. I actually thought they were the two best bits of the whole book. And in well, fact, I always yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say, you know, not to get into Batman v Superman, but I always like the idea of Batman having to save uh, Mark Kent. Mm. Like, it's just a nice little mix-up. Yeah, it was I think. just yeah. Because you know where I thought it was gonna go? I thought that he was gonna see his own parents getting shot. And I was gonna be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought God. it was. Yeah, I was oh, like, we'll oh, God. Pearls. yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly thought that that was what it was gonna be. So I was pleasantly surprised when it was actually Murray Park Kent. I was like, oh, well, that wasn't what I was expecting. Um, yeah. So yeah, pretty mediocre sort of, you know, what do you call it? Like, yeah, just limp issue. Wolverine three hundred. I had never read this, and did we, I did we give our ratings for? Uh, 
I gave a 5.5. Five. Um, yeah, Connor's... Uh, I'll, really. I'll give it a 5. I did want to ask Rich something. Mm. Uh, I noticed how Jordan in this was acting, like, really super cocky. That's his persona. And But I, uh, I thought that came later. When did that start? Because I don't think he was like that at the start, was he? No, he it, he's always kind of been like that. It just it, it depends on the writer. That's the thing. Like, right. um, he even from his original, if you're going to go back to his Silver Age, um, earlier stuff, he's got a bit of cockiness to him. Um, he's definitely like um, a bit full of himself. But some writers just, I don't know, maybe forget that or mm. don't know how to write him like that or something. They just flanderize like so, him, basically. Yeah. So there, there has yeah. been some. There has been sometimes where you'll see him and he's just almost like a background character, almost just like a blank character with generic stuff. But this is more like um, this is more in line with 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 Hal Jordan in that he's a bit of a you know right you know like there when he was having a bit of that like fuck you moment with <laughs> Gia like. Um, yeah, the, the GeForce is kind of like you know, fuck you, man. <laughs> well, I'm the Justice League. Get the fuck out of here! Like, um, yeah. no, that that if if you're writing correctly, that is how he has been okay um, written. But again, it's that it's really hard to be a Green Lantern fan um, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's had so many changes. So many different writers have written him differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know when. And, and so many, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because he the will the it's willpower and confidence. So maybe every writer feels like he has to have some crisis of confidence, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that has been written to death in in the Greenland. Yeah, well. not not not. I'm talking about his 80s sort of stuff and all that. Like his Silver Age is the best. Like his Silver Age is when he's just like, I'd do fucking anything, man. Like when he when was the trucker period? That was the 70s, 80s. Yeah. Because that was a pretty oh, late, late, like late seventies, early eighties. That was be, a pretty. That was sort of... before. Um, that was before. Um, uh, crisis. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because I remember sure when we had Steve Englehart on, we did a period where um, uh, Steve Englehart wrote the character. I recall. It was pretty good. I thought. I think that was from the 80s, uh, wasn't That it? was when he started it, but then he became the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. Or Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern. And so that's when he had a very big ensemble cast. That was after the crisis. Okay, right. I enjoyed uh, that. I thought that was a good That was a good uh, run, I thought. Yeah, because that even had uh, um, John Stewart. That's when sort of John Stewart and uh, Hal Jordan mm. were sort of Green Lanterns at the same time and kind of working together and all that. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, so pretty much around the board, it was fives, wasn't it? I gave it a 5.5. I think the rest of you gave it five, mm-hmm. didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Now, uh, unfortunately, I picked Wolverine 300. I was anticipating mm. this was going to be awesome. I really, for some reason, thought... Okay. Wrong! I thought they were going <laughs> to knock... I thought this was one of the probably most boring and also slightly confusing Wolverine issues I've ever read. I, I just didn't like this. And... Um, Disappointing Jason Aaron, who's written plenty of good Wolverine. I thought for the 300th issue, I would have expected a lot more um, than just Wolverine sort of fighting some ninjas. And just, what did you guys think? Because I, I, I think I expected too much from this issue. I thought it sucked. I, I think <laughs> Jason Aaron has impressed me once, and that's when he wrote Fat Cobra. That's it. Okay. Everything else I've read has been mediocre or crap. Everything. Wow. So I. 
like this is a guy who wrote in this comic this is a line of dialogue god what a great day to be a ninja yeah. Like he wrote <laughs> this down and it thought it sounded good. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was just, it was boring. It was flat. I, it was like, obviously clearly it was setting up a big story arc, but again, it would be great if like these things were more celebrations of the characters. Yeah. To, yeah. Well, at least the you know, world's finest really celebrated, you know, the, the, there was an atmosphere of it being special. Even if it was yeah. a bit of a shit story, it was, they, they were trying, you know, Whereas this, it was like Jason Aaron just like churned out like fucking could have been issue seven hundred and seventy two, you know, for all he cared. Like it was still long. It was still like double size. So I'm gonna give it a three out of ten. Yeah, I'm giving it a four. Um, Finally, someone speaks the truth. I'll, I'll say this: <laughs> if Jason Aaron honestly was working like twenty years ago, mm. he'd be considered a, a an average writer. Uh, uh, like, you know, pretty mediocre, gets the job done, maybe goes from book to book, maybe he's a bit of a fill-in writer for a couple of issues or something like that. But for some reason in today's period, he's he's hailed as like this fucking wonderful writer, like, you know, one of the best writers of the generation. I'm just like, I don't see it. I, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I don't. Like, I, I've read his... What's, what's he done? He's done Thor, he's done Wolverine, he's done Avengers. I I, I'm sorry, I... Pfft, I don't know what people see. And sometimes I feel mm. like I'm taking, you know, as, as Mugatu says, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> <laughs> I you love know, that, Rich. Um, that's, a, that's a good callback, Rich. Well done. Uh, and so, yeah, I also did not enjoy this, like, at all. I thought the dialogue, and not just that, I mean, the, uh, what a great day to be a ninja or whatever, but the one where, like, uh, Yukio is like, oh, man, that really turned me on. You want to have yeah. a go with Rina? I've got a bit of being <laughs> below the... And, and oh, yeah, like, that was like, yeah, what wow. What the fuck are you? Yeah. Why? Like, I don't know. Just, I've got a question. I've got a question, and, and I know that I'm a bad Wolverine fan for asking this question, but that woman there who was who was disabled or crippled or whatever you want to call her, like, was she the same one that's in the Wolverine miniseries and kind of flicking around like an acrobat kind of thing? The original Wolverine miniseries by Chris Claremont and Frank Miller. She's like the sort of ninja. Yukio. Um, is that her? Yeah, that's what I thought. Isn't that, isn't that the chick that he married or something? No, that's Mariko. No, that's Mariko. Yeah. I think Yukio is the chick Yukio. I'm talking Mariko about. Mariko became Lady Deathstrike. Or am I thinking of something? No, Yukio. Didn't Yukio become Lady Deathstrike? Okay, maybe that's... Mariko is the... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it's hard to keep track of all of Wolverine's bloody... Um, so that's my question, Ray. So is that woman who is crippled? That, she... that could be... I, I thought it was Lady Deathstrike. Right. Like Yukio. But I don't know. Maybe it's... So what, you, you reckon that the mutation or the... the, the sorry, the technology has been taken out of her? Yeah, I, look, I, yeah, because I haven't read, like, before and all that, or you know. Um, so I'm, I was just assuming that something happened to her. Like, oh, you know? sorry, before before I go... Oh, uh, the, the Silver Samurai Sun. Oh, cringy as hell. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remind me, what was that, Rich? It is, oh, the, um, the Silver the... Samurai Sun. You know, like him and that chick, and they were fighting. Well, Wolverine's uh, daughter, right? Ninjas or some Amico? shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's terrible. The whole thing was just terrible. Already. Yeah, yeah. It was not a great issue. I'm giving it a four. What are you giving it, Rich? Yeah, four. Jesus, yeah, that's a good score. What I was you... going to go three, but I think four. What did you give it, Connor? Was it a three? Three, yeah. And three, and Ray four. is the Wolverine guy. Ray, where where are you? Yeah, but at like a night, no, only just. <laughs> 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 no, not at all. No, no. This was. I, I I didn't like the jumping around with the art, and I didn't really like the the jumping with the the story, like the storytelling. Yeah. Um, it just jumped 
like it was there were distinct jumps between casts and it was like yeah i can but see what he's trying to do i'd love to do that okay uh right yeah but like um yeah no it wasn't really i did what i did like try to get from it was was the ninja aspect the hand about like wolverine yeah. being set and and that because i i like that aspect um because it's a point of difference from say like daredevil um and, and electra in the hand so it was it's always nice to see wolverine in that arena um i enjoyed the the opening uh scene like in the jet i thought that was pretty cool and the art was good there but then the art just goes all over the place um throughout the whole thing oh, yeah. and yeah. it was just as as mentioned some of the dialogue like that yukio you know i'm, I'm tingling a little bit <laughs> below the waist below it's the just waist. like what, what i've is still going on? i've still got some feeling yeah. below the waist you know that and i'm just like yeah. wow okay. <laughs> yeah exactly um and then yeah some of the some of the points like i was a bit confused with um sabertooth because i guess you have to know what's happening like before in the lead up to that because there seemed to be two distinct saber tooth yeah that was weird there. yeah, and yeah. It, but it, it was mistake ah okay right because uh, yeah, okay. if you noticed when he was going because i end. was confused yeah, yeah. right right, right. You, you saw the blue coming yes. from his suit and then then it was mistake at the very very end yeah okay because yeah. i had to read that twice because i was super confused i was like <laughs> how is saber tooth in two places at once like yeah, yeah, I was I was really confused, but it's always like, yeah, of course, mistake. You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course it's mistake. Yeah, like, why would yeah. it be? You know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and Jason Aaron, I'm, I'm again, I'm not, you know, really, I don't really like much of his work. Um, really? I haven't read the full run. I heard it's, I heard that's really good, so I want to read that. But everything else, yeah, similar. I haven't been really that impressed. I with. would, I would say this. I would say this to you guys, uh, Jason. Look. His Wolverine run in general is very readable. Like, this is mm -hmm. the worst Wolverine issue. Like, Ray, I know you're a Wolverine fan. I think you'd enjoy mm -hmm. the run. This is not yeah. representative of the run. And yeah. it's funny because some of the coolest issues are around this time. So his okay. Wolverine in general is very good. It's not, it's not the best Wolverine ever, but it's very good. His Thor is actually excellent when uh, yeah, Thor is Thor. It, it tails off a bit when Lady Thor is Thor. But yeah. it, most of his store run is strong, and I will say this: Scalped is, I think, awesome. I read a bit of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. see, I love that. Now, having said that, this is not great, and um, his Avengers is terrible. You yeah, know, yeah, that's woeful. I yeah. Uh, also, he did a good Punisher. He doesn't do a lot of Punisher, but he did a good Punisher. Oh yeah, run. the Punishers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's an uneven writer. I think Rich isn't yeah. far off the mark. Um. If it was 20 years ago with tougher competition, I don't think he'd be a top-tier guy mm. on on uh, company books. But yeah. Look, he, he might he might hit deadlines, and that's probably a big plus. Yeah, yeah no, and look, I prefer him to a Bendis or someone. You know, mm. like, he's, yeah. he's, he's capable of good work, but this was... I, I, I'm sorry, but when I think of, um, you know, Wolverine 300... I'm oh, like, you'd be yeah, you'd yeah. be massively disappointed if you bought this. A big Wolverine fan, looking forward to a milestone issue, and you kind of get this. It's now like, I've got some news for you guys. Uh, it's very confusing, but it's it's hilarious. Also, um, Lady Deathstrike, who we all know, I think was Mojo gave her that was it Mojo who gave her the Lady Deathstrike powers. It was someone like that anyway. No, it was a Reavers, wasn't it? Oh, Reavers, yeah, not one. Yeah, 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 sorry. But anyway, that's Yuriko, U-I-R-I-K-O. 
Okay. And she's just flat out evil. Like, she's just yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the one, and it's so easy to confuse, the one who was crippled here and is Yukio. also in the miniseries is Yukio, Y-U-K-I-O. So it's okay. very similar naming. Right. Um, And they've got a kind of frenemy kind of love, right. but it's not, you know, she's, she's um yeah, it's a little bit complicated, but yeah, she's... um. Yeah, and I want to thank the person who's listed all the loves of Wolverine for that because uh, that's very ha- very handy. How many pages is that list? They they name fifteen, and have a guess who is going to be one. So it's it, it's Aunt May. <laughs> great guess, great guess. Uh, wrong, but never great know. guess. No, know. seriously, seriously. You you you've all read your comics. Think of Wolverine. Who is listed? As his number one. Be serious. It has to be, come it has on. to be Mariko, right? Mariko? You're going with, Gray. You've gone with Mariko, uh, Ray? Yeah. Um, who, who that's I also oh. would have gone with. Connor, yeah, good point, that one. Connor's gone uh, Jean Grey, and Richard, you yeah. go Jean Grey? Of course. And you are correct, it's Jean Grey. Yeah, and and Mariko yeah. is two. Okay. Um, Storm is three, which I think is... Oh. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, was this written by a Storm fucking Wolverine fan? <laughs> there's been, there's Actually, been too I, many, yeah. No, but... Yeah, but, but I, but, say something? Yeah. I yeah. got my girlfriend, she she got into the um, X-Men animated show, the, the, the 90s show, yeah. and even she used to laugh at Wolverine because <laughs> of his constant, like... Gene, Gene, <laughs> I want you to love me, Gene. And she literally, she said to me one day, she's like, "God, he's such a pussy." <laughs> like, you're not wrong. Oh yeah, he had a he had a crush on Gene. Remember, there's the famous scene where he's like, um, on the bed, and he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah looking at the photo. That, that, yeah. That's become a meme. Uh, of people has, long, uh, awesome. longing for something or pining for something. I wish I had the technology and knowledge to know how to do that because I would like to do that. You know, that's something. Uh, maybe Richie can get me on that. Can you train me on that? Is that possible? I need I mean, someone. I need someone to train me on. Not how that to do hard, that. but sure. Yeah, but anyway, so <laughs> not a great issue of Wolverine. Um, I will say this: Incredible Hulk three hundred. I thought this was good, solid eighties action, and I really enjoyed this actually. And for me, this is a three hundredth issue done right. Hulk is savage. He's fighting various people, including the heroes for hire. And I was like. No, no, no offense, Connor, but I was like, Iron Fist, you're not going to stand a chance here, pal. And yeah, I was correct. Iron Fist did not stand a chance. Uh, Luke Cage, I was like, Luke Cage, on your best day, you're not going to take down the Hulk. Um, no. I'll, I'll point out though that Iron Fist has at least doubled in power since then. So, mm. oh yeah, Luke Cage, <laughs> Luke Cage has as well. Like, well, yeah. I mean, look, the furthest Iron Fist will get with Hulk is he did knock out his son Scar. Yeah, but that's about it. Oh come on. Like, this is also, I want to say this as a bit of a Hulk aficionado, and Ray, I think you'll back me up here. Savage Hulk, totally savage. There is nothing more strong than this is is beyond the the Savage Hulk. It's crazy. This one. It's crazy level Hulk. This is one where, sorry. No, no, go on. Oh, no, this is the one where, so this was cool because this is like the Savage Savage Hulk. This yeah, is awesome. one where, where Bruce Banner is absolutely wiped out of existence. And I like it. So, as you're saying, like this 300 miles uh, thing is, is quite a big event because not only that, but you get the, like a precursor to Planet Hulk. You get Hulk whisked away to some sort of dimension by Doctor Strange. Mm. So, it, it ends on a huge 
kind of thing, you know. Um, but right. also the lead up into this, it culminates him finding the Avengers as like this true savage Hulk. And yeah, it was yeah, I really enjoyed it. I well. thought this episode or issue was fucking fantastic. And apologies for swearing. I mean, oh, Sal Bashemer's Hulk is really good as well. I've got to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this right now and, and get ready for this. This is one of the best comics I've ever read. Um, this is one of the best appearances of Hulk I've ever seen. I never realised until I read this issue, this is how I want Hulk. This is yep. it. This is, like, oh, no restrictions, no rules, no banner. Mm. You hear me, Ray? You feeling it? Yeah, this is a Hulk that um, will, th there is no iota of, like, doing good or anything like yeah, this. is a Hulk like, that will kill if you want. Saw so what he did to, to the Vision. He kind of, kind of smashed yeah, fuck him. Vision. <laughs> like, and by the way, down the Avengers suck in this period. When they turned up, I was like, man, what weak source Avengers? <laughs> you know, Vision yeah. and fucking Star Fox. I was like, Star Fox. Oh, Star, Star Fox tried to talk to him. Star Fox, he's such a lightweight Star Fox. What a joke. They sent Star Fox out first. And then Vision thought he had the answers. I was like, you don't have the answers, Vision. Go back home. Go back home and sleep it off. Um, yeah, the Avengers, I've got to say, uh, this reminded me of when I was, you know, in the 80s, kind of glory days. Uh, the Avengers sucked. You know, like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't pick up an Avengers comic. I know they've come a long way since then, but, like, this, you're like, oh, it's like Star Fox and Vision and Scarlet Witch and some other losers. And, like, no, go away. Um, uh, Rich, where are you? Yeah, it's all right. Oh, come on, Rich. You kidding? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's, it's, well, of of the three that we've read, it's definitely the better one. Wow. Um, I mean, it's it's probably a six point five. It's a bit maybe too wordy. Could be a bit more action, less talking. Sure, I agree. I agree. I, I do like the Doctor Strange stuff, though. I thought that was an yeah, interesting you know. angle. No, I mean, yeah. Look, if he comes in the end and then he banishes them and explains to him, look, Banner's fucking dead, or Banner's no longer in there. Which I mean, because if you look at it, this Hulk, I don't think he says a single word. No, in the entire, doesn't, doesn't even no, say Hulk smash. I just I would have preferred a bit more splash pages. If if you're going to be doing something where it's just him going berserk and yeah. smacking the shit out of Avengers and everyone, I would have actually just preferred bigger pages of action mm. and less less talking from the Avengers and stuff. Yeah, a, no, that's, but I mean there were a decent amount of action scenes. You wouldn't get that amount of action in. No, but I mean like bigger though. Like the yeah. problem I found is like if it's supposed to be something big, like you're taking on the Hulk and it's a savage Hulk where there's no yeah. talking to him, mm. then go for bigger panels. Go for yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, more people going through buildings and shit and buildings being knocked down and crap. Like this is Savage Hulk. Like this Hulk yeah, ain't yeah. holding back at all. I don't, I don't, I'm minimal sure dialogue. Yeah, I don't think in the. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think like having multiple splash pages in uh, comics of this era was was that common though. Uh, I only like see the early eighties. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh no, I don't necessarily mean splash pages. Not like they did with uh, Superman. Like with Superman, mm. that final issue on his death, it was literally just one. Yeah, yeah. Full page, but just bigger panels. Maybe yeah, right. you can have three panels per page instead mm -hmm. of five mm. or six. You mm. know. Yeah smaller panels with talking and, and where the action's smaller. I'm just saying, like, don't have to be splash pages, but just, well, one or two would be nice. Yeah. But just, yeah. like, I want more action. If you, if you, it's, it's Savage Hulk and everyone's fighting him, I just want mm -hmm. more. I yeah. want more action, more heroes getting the shit beat out of him. If only like, had... for the thing to show up. I was like, where's the yeah, thing? Yeah, thing, thing, well, yeah. dude, thing over fucking the Avengers or fucking Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Like, oh, well, he was, he was, yeah. a, 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 those guys were out of their depth. 
No offense, Connor. No offense, Connor. But okay, like, to be fair, know. all right. So looking at it on paper, Iron Fist literally has the power of a dragon. So what? But he's Hulk's downplayed. Way more powerful than that. But why? So I'm not saying Iron Fist should have stood a chance. That's fine. But like, what I don't understand is why is Hulk so strong? Like, I don't, I don't. Everyone, get it. Like, don't he, you understand? Okay, that, let me that's explain. The whole, that's let me the explain. Whole no, I'll explain. I'll explain. I'll explain. But like, how does he fight? No, I'll explain. Gods. I'll explain. Hold on. Slow down. So basically, Bruce Banner was out on a, a desert thing doing a bomb test, and Rick Jones yeah. ran out and he rescued Rick Jones and put Rick Jones under himself, and and then the gamma radiation flooded his body, and he became the Incredible Hulk, but, and that's it. So wait, that's gamma radiation is that strong? Yes, yes, yes. Like, I mean, gamma rays don't even no, do that. The answer, no, the answer, <laughs> the answer to his question, like, the answer to his yeah. question, Ray, is yes. And the yeah. angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. Uh, yeah. that's but an actual actually, thing. But yeah, 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 I actually is. agree with I actually agree with Connie that oh. you could have actually had Iron Fist. No, no, you could have actually Iron Fist like deliver his blow, right? Mm. Which yeah. sends the Hulk through a building or through mm. a wall, and Iron Fist is like, "Yeah, I got him," and that just makes the Hulk yeah. mad, and he jumps oh, through yeah, the wall and like smacks him away. You here's the yeah. thing about comics, right? You you it's a very tricky business because you have to. Especially when you deal with heroes, you can't you can't make some heroes look like punks. Yeah. Even if it is the Hulk, you have to have them have a little moment. Agree. Even agree. if it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. So I do agree. It's Iron Fist. Come on, he should have been able to knock the Hulk and put him through a wall, but that just made Hulk mad, and then Hulk smacked him away, and then he's unconscious. But, like that's you know, fine. I, I, could I, 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 no, I, I actually, in all fairness, I actually felt for Connor when I saw Iron Fist turn up because I knew, <laughs> I no, I knew he was setting, uh, he was being set up for a fall. I was like, the, I mean, God, it's like even Luke Cage got his ass handed to him. Well, if really the really showing bad. wasn't so bad. Like where he, it was just completely <laughs> like the power of a dragon that's like almost immortal is just completely like uh, a wet noodle. Oh no, I'm agreeing. Against... That's <laughs> a wet noodle, yes. But Hulk can beat like um, things way more powerful. I know, than I know Hulk's Hulk. like I know Hulk's like Superman level. Like I know he's that yeah, level, he, literally, like... literally against Superman, he can hold his own. He has done it. Yeah, done but it. I was saying what what this pro- what this prompted in me is something I never really thought about is like. And what you kind of explain is like, how is he that powerful? Because I know, okay, so I just explained it. I just explained it. I got the gamma radiation. Let me me continue. Radiation's strong. I get it. But other heroes, Superman, Spider Man, all their explanations are much more like reasoned as to why they are strong than just, oh, I have radiation, I'm strong. Spider Man's proportionate. To the power no, of the spider, it feels like. Yeah, no, actually, no, no, there and, is and, another and The Hulk yeah. is the, the angrier he gets. Yeah. It, it, it's connected All, to his emotions. Also, so. yes, Ray. Ray and I have read thoroughly on Hulk and Peter Davids, and I believe it's linked as well to a childhood trauma, sexual abuse. Yeah. And there's. Well, but I think back something. in the day, there was, it probably wasn't like. No, I know it wasn't, but I'm trying to give him yeah. like a modern explanation. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so. Like, I, he had, like, anger issues and stuff because of that because he had been sexually abused. I don't know if it was his father, but someone abused him. And um, I think it's linked into that as well in modern times. So he's, 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 he's a messed up guy uh, underneath the hood as Bruce right. Banner anyway. And then this crazy fucking shit happened with this gamma bomb. And let's talk about that a bit more. And he rescued Rick Jones and then... He turned into the Hulk man, and like the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets, and like he can fight, he can beat Thor, 
he yeah, can and the, fight the point, I guess, you know. Yeah, the point like here was, I guess, that he's he's absolutely this is top level, like savage. This so is he's as strong as angry. He gets. This is as, as bad as angry he gets. As he can get. Yeah, even Until, more strong yeah, than Planet yeah. Hulk because or World War Hulk. I think he's even stronger than World War Hulk because in World War Hulk. He, even though he's pissed off to the maximum, he still yep. has a semblance of sanity. Whereas here, there's nothing holding him back. He's mm. just pure rage, man. Actually, like, that re- when I was reading this, like it just obviously World War Hulk came later. But I'm like, oh, yep. I've read like two Hulk stories, and they're kind of the same. It's just him beating <laughs> the crap out of like everyone else. You need uh, to, yeah, you need yeah, to yeah, pick up. There's the a lot more four, to it yeah, than just that. Yeah, you need yeah, to pick yeah, up the every Hulk one. You need to pick up the four no, omnibuses of Peter David um, and just start <laughs> right, number one. Let me one. get my wallet and my thousand dollars. <laughs> Would you agree, inside. Ray? You start at number one and just keep on rolling. Absolutely. The, the Hulk, the evolution of the Hulk is so is amazing. He actually started out as a, a, a speaking Hulk, like you know. Um, so we're talking about Doctor Professor Hulk or whatever now. Yeah. He actually originated as a Hulk that was pretty intelligent mm. to begin with. Um, yeah. Hulk originated as Solomon Grundy. Come on now. <laughs> and, and also, then, yeah. also Ray, so, how about this, yeah. guys? If, for those of you who don't know, playing at home, in the original Hulk, he was grey, and mm. then they adjusted it because of the colour scheme or something in the in, yeah, the, in, in the, the printing. Comics, in the printing. Yeah. So there's one for the ones that, guys at home, for the Hulk I fanatics. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, so he's I, originally grey. Yeah. did like the grey look. I love grey Hulk. Uh, Joe Fix It. Joe fix it's awesome, yeah. But but th- this is the point. There was never a worse time for Luke Cage and Iron Fist to run across him because <laughs> because they came across Hulk on his absolute best day in terms of strength. You know, well, yeah, yeah. So. But this was this was good as well. I mean, like, geez, yeah. Iron Fist and Luke Cage got in there, but this three hundred issue, we got Daredevil for a little bit. We got Spider Man. That yeah, was, was in my notes. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got to see Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist in a yeah. comic. I guess that's a plus. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. and Doctor Strange, and then a little bit of Fantastic I'm Four. I'm going to say this right them, now: yeah. this comic should be in the Library of Congress. Um, <laughs> I think this is a high watermark in what I consider early Hulk. Um, Shout out to the guy who swore on Action Comics number one, among other things. Yeah, what a champion. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Look. Basically a great issue. Uh, Rich, what did you give it? What, were you, what, what was your score? 6.5. Okay, I'm giving it an 8.5. Ray? Uh, yeah, I was giving it um, an, a 7.5. 7.5. And Connor? Uh, I mean, it was definitely better than the other two. That's not hard. Uh, like, like Rich, I thought it was a little bit wordy, so I'll give it a 6.5 as okay. well. Now, we've got an interesting uh, scenario this week. We did uh, 300 for the 300th show. Um, look, we already discussed a lot of this stuff in detail, but I'd never yeah. read 300, actually, ever. I, I loved the movie. And actually, I was surprised. I thought that the movie was going to be more like Watchmen, where every single sort of panel of the movie, every single kind of scene, was almost directly from the comic. And I realised that some of the stuff, like, um, that uh, they say in the 300 movie isn't in the comic. There's some of it is, but did he say what's the famous line in um in um three hundred about hell? What what's in the movie? What does he say? Tonight we eat, dine in hell. But eat hearty for tonight we dine in hell. Yeah, did he did he say that in the comic or did I miss it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in the comic. Oh, it is in the comic. It's okay. right, at, right at the end before the final battle. Okay, right, cool. Well, look, look, I am a Frank Miller, 
you know, fan. I mean, he's one of the main reasons I'm even reading comics because when I read Dark Knight Returns, like, it made me a super fan. And I've always enjoyed his work. I don't think this is his strongest art, um, but it's effective. Uh, I think it's it was a lot shorter than what I expected it to be. Um, but, no, I really enjoyed it. I, I've owned this comic for fucking I don't know how long. It, whenever 300 of the movie came out, I bought the comic. I've never even opened it. Um, I loved the movie. But I, I genuinely really dug this comic, and I think it spawned a really, really good movie. And I think Frank Miller, I mean, it's weird because... Snyder must have seen it and just really connected to it, I think, because I think he pulled a really good movie out of this comic, which is a strong comic, but there's a lot of strong comics on the shelves that don't get made into such powerful movies, but it's a really well-executed piece of work. And uh, the only criticism I think people will say is the art's not the strongest, because we all know Frank Miller can be very up and down with his artwork, but I, you know, and, and like his characters like look the same all the time, but... I dug it, and like the famous scene with the spear hitting Xerxes' face, I thought was really cool. I was glad to see it there. I, so I'm paying credit to the comic and the movie adaptation because I think Snyder actually he he added more than I realised that you know to the thing. He, obviously, he adapted it really well. Is what I'm trying to say. And um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Rich, what did you think of this? Uh, yeah, I, I, hear, I agree with you. I actually think uh, Frank Miller is a far better writer than an artist. Agreed. I do, I do wish that he would... He, I don't mind him sort of um, storyboarding his comics for, like, the artist, because maybe he's like, look, I am artist, you know, like, I, I can somewhat draw and I, and I have a vision. So I've kind of, like, you know, mapped it out for you. Go ahead and draw, you know, m make it look better. I wish he did that more with a lot of his stuff because, as I said, sometimes his art goes from, like, actually really good mm. to just, like, borderline amateurish mm. um, in a sense, mm. um, which, you know, it can work, it can't work. It's, it's very mixed bag for me. Um, I've always been very, like, doing it back and forth on his art and all that. Um, look, it's, it's again, it's clearly someone who, like, watched that movie, The 300 Spartans, was very much like inspired about it. Probably really liked it. Wanted to do his version of it. Mm. Maybe make it a little bit more epic, you know. Um, but sometimes I wonder, like, because in his book, obviously, he has the Spartans fight without armor. And I just wonder if he did that because he's like, I just don't want to draw the armor. <laughs> so I'm just gonna have them. Like, I've got a question. I've got a question, and 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 oh, this is a serious question. And Connor, I know you know a lot about Greek culture. When the when the sorry when the Persian. Um, uh, like ambassador showed up, the Greeks were like all half naked. Was that common in Spartan culture? If you if you were just like I I don't I actually mean it seriously. If if they were just hanging out around the fountain or whatever they were doing, like standing around, w was it normal for those guys to sort of just have robes on, but just everything was just open for viewing? Or um, like, uh... I, I'm not sure about hanging around the fountain, but I do know for a fact they wore. Armor into battle. So yeah, but but when they were, were, but when the I yeah, think at home, I think at home they would just wear togas and stuff like, which was the norm. But like, then why, why when, them. why when the ambassador showed up or whatever he was, like because that's Frank Miller though. That's Frank he Miller loves drawing dudes. Oh, so that was just a, that was just a stylistic decision. That was my question, actually. Yeah, okay. That's what I said. I think that he just didn't want to draw clothes or armor, and so just decided, you know, 
just not going to draw it. I mean, most of the comics are stylistic decision, really. So, but in the in the in the Olympics, am I correct in saying I've seen pictures of the them sort of naked? Like yeah, they used to be naked. Olympics. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Olympics. That's just a show of athleticism. It's right. not, and that so they could oil up properly as well. Yeah, Jesus. Can you imagine? Like, what a lot of pressure. Like, not only do you have to do the Olympics, you've got to be naked. I'm like, great. Like, Jesus. I mean, if you're in the Olympics, you're going to be shredded. So, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. You, what you, if you yeah. see some of the female athletes? Well, that, no, Ray, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> that, no, Ray is, that, that is what I was, I didn't want to say it because I feel I've said enough controversial stuff this episode, but I was thinking, what if, like, Xerxes, not Xerxes, Leonidas's wife is rolls by and you're one of the soldiers and there's a reaction, you know? You get in big trouble. I mean, they were those soldiers were pounds and boys, so you know it's. <laughs> oh, they're uh, all gay, are they? Yeah, despite what oh. they they call the Athenians boy lovers, but the Spartans enforced that rule as well, even more. Right? Yeah, no, maybe. I think I remember um, that from um, back in high school when they taught it. They were <laughs> so funny because I really hate this actually about school. They'll teach you it, but they also don't want to teach you all of it. You know what I mean? They want to sort yeah. of censor the fucking me- like. It's like. It, it, as I remember, I'm like 12, I'm like, okay, I understand they're gay. You know, although it was very common for the Spartans to be gay uh, in the barracks and stuff. But, like, they'd tell you it, but they'd also kind of try not to tell you it. It's like, well, what are you telling me? A very mixed message here, you know? It, it either happened or not, you know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. found the, the boy lovers line funny because I'm like, you guys look like you love each other a lot. Well, well, I thought that they were making out, actually. Like, it looked like they were sort of like, all over each other when the ambassador showed up. And I was like, but then they, I guess they're always... He was pretty suggestive with his art, I think. I think it was deliberate. Uh, I did too. I I think there was like a few levels there that maybe people don't credit Frank Miller with, but I think he, like, uh, he knew what he was talking about to an extent. This is clearly, it's not that historically accurate. No, no. There are a couple of things more accurate than the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, so like what he, did you... he includes uh, seven thousand people, you know, not just the three hundred. Yeah. So, what did you think of number. the three hundred comic Connor as the sort of Greek scholar on the panel? Like, you <laughs> again, it? I'm just, I'm just before like the the second Greco Persian War, but like, uh, you know, again, like I, I dug it because I think it really, it like the the culture was all crazy and everything else, all, but like. I just think, I think it kept the spirit of it. It didn't, it didn't kind of, re- it did rewrite history a bit, but not that much. Like, again, the Persians were like completely wrong. Uh, but I, I'm kind of the opposite to you guys. I love the artwork. Mm. I love the artwork so much that I'm like, man, it, if only this dialogue wasn't here to ruin it. Mm. You know, <laughs> I, I would have gone without the dialogue completely. Um, I, I enjoy his artwork too. Don't get me wrong. He's got a style and you either kind of love it or hate it, you know, and yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's cool. And I, I think it, cause it was short. I think one of the biggest problems it has, I was never emotionally invested. Mm. Um, so I didn't really care about the Spartans last stand. And I think what was missing was set up and context mm. and you can and like you can make it interesting as well, like the sub context. Like they did a little bit, but I don't think they did enough to make me care because the way the Spartans are done, they're just so alien to us. Oh yeah, you know. Well, that, that's like, why I said I think I actually think Snyder's movie actually improves the the the, the mm. book in a way because mm. 
he added like uh like you care about the captain and his son yeah you know you have that relationship um you know and and you know what you feel for leonidas and his wife yeah. you know like words that need not be you know it, i know it's in some of that's in the book although the the son and the i'm a forgot sex in the book that's just like oh the captain lost his son yeah he's like oh he had a son it <laughs> just like, happens yeah, yeah, the no, book yeah so i actually think uh not necessarily snyder by himself but just snyder like as the, the 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 director, the filmmaker, I actually think he actually improved upon a lot of the things. Um, and also, he's got that line. He uses that line, you know, "We'll fight in the shade." And then when they actually there, mm. they start laughing, and then they're like, "What's so funny?" And then they go, "We'll fight them in the shade." And then they all just start laughing. And you know, I think he actually added a lot that actually improves the book, like mm. or improves the story that the book was. I agree, uh, Rich. He he well, fleshed that, it out. He fleshed it out a little bit. I think. You know? That line, uh, we'll fight in the shade, was actually reputably actually said at the time. Good. Oh, uh, yeah, so yeah. That, that, that's taken straight from... No, no, but not that line. I mean, adding the, them laughing right. when they were being hailed, you know, they all under their shields, yeah. and then one of them starts laughing, the other one goes, what's so funny? And he goes, you had to say it, we'll fight them in the shade. And then they all... Start... That, I just thought that was a good character moment. It's showing, you're calling back to that line... And you're showing that they they almost aren't taking this seriously, you know. Yeah, but I mean? they're like, laughing in the face of death. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That just added to that line uh, is is my point. I just thought Snyder did a good yeah. job of adding to. I tell you what, when I was when I was about twelve and I read this uh, first uh, history of the the battle of Thermopylae and and it was very dramatically rendered. I I, I kept thinking about it. I wanted to die in that battle. Like, I just kept, I had multiple dreams where I was, like, marching in. And I didn't even really understand what was going on, but I just thought it was one of the greatest battles in history. I remember coming out to my dad and been telling him about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's well known. I'm like, man, this is great stuff. Mm. Like, it's pretty cool. And it's pretty cool that we've done the film and the original movie that inspired him. And we were all very familiar with 300. I mean, I've seen 300 of the movie, like, ten times. And, I, you know, I, I don't like the movie that much. Uh, I, I like it stylistically. Yeah. Uh, I think it rewrites history way too much and it can go fuck itself for that reason because it's convinced, like, again, uh, earlier people believe what they see. It's like they just make it, like, the Spartans are just awesome. They did everything. They <laughs> defeated the Persians, no one else. And that really gives me the shits. Uh, uh, so. The thing is, I, I, I agree with you, but I also disagree because, like, I, could, so I feel like it's up to the person to... To learn about it, if 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 it resonates with them, you can't trust people though. And then these people will no. repeat things like it's fact. Yeah, you but, know? yeah, but I look at those people and go, "You're an idiot." So I mean, yeah, it it's clearly popcorn me, entertainment. That's, that's clear, the majority clearly, of the. Because yeah. like, not as I said, to everyone. You, do you know what? Here's the thing. Do you know what got me into Romance of the Three Kingdoms and going and, and studying all and collecting mm. the books? Monkey, and all, monkey, was the, monkey. Uh, was the Dynasty Warriors <laughs> bloody video game? Okay. Yeah. There was a game on PlayStation Two called Dynasty Warriors Two, which was literally just you run around and kick the shit out of. That's okay. That's a good entry point. No, but my point is, that it interested me so much yeah. that I looked into it, discovered it was based on historical, and then went and actually. Yeah. So I agree with you that yes, they are rewriting and they missing like you know they give me the wrong idea, but I kind of feel like if you enjoy that movie and, you, yep. and it resonates with you, then you should go I, and look it up and read I, about I, what actually happened. Yeah, I, I totally agree on that side of things as well, Connor. I like to look at it like that, similar to like what Rich was saying. If people enjoy it, like people people who take it at, at on face value, whatever, if they do that, 
good luck to them, you know, in life. Um, if <laughs> they, if they decide, if they find it interesting and decide and use that as a gateway to explore it more, that's it. Then I think that movie or whatever it is, video game, has done a great job to actually promote, you know, people actually reading historical stuff. That I, that's, yeah. that's that's the strength of it. No, that I agree, but they they weren't deliberately setting out to do that though. Like, I mean, I got no, I got they they don't. But like, but people just find things. That's how people find things. Like, you know, people and who that, like, find music, they they do the same thing. They'll, you know, they they stumble across stuff, and if they yeah, find exactly. that interesting, just go. This is really yeah. cool, and you know, the the, the history I read of um yeah. the 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 battle was very dramatic rendering. It wasn't dry. It really yeah. puts you in the. It wasn't a comic, but it was. It really was charged, and it made me super curious, and it led yeah. to me getting into more. Everyone's yeah. going to find something I mean, somehow, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like the movies, they're not, the creators aren't making those movies to convince you that that's what happened. Mm. They're there to entertain you, and, and like if you find that entertaining, and if you find it, you want to pursue it more, then fantastic. But again, yeah, people take it what it is and say look okay this is i know what happened in history this is what happened well it doesn't really does it doesn't I really mean, affect your life so yeah shouldn't shouldn't worry about it i i i agree that it's good for those reasons but like i one of my biggest peeves ever mm. like with rich with his facts earlier is like the spreading of misinformation about sure. almost anything fake news and, <laughs> well, yeah, not exactly. quite there, but and like the idea of like you know, and like some viewers, it's not their fault. Like some people are less educated, or they're from hmm. yeah, you well, know yeah. other countries, and like I just think it's it's kind of harmful in that way. And the history, the way it's written, will still be the same. It's not they're not changing anything. If someone thinks that's different, again, that's, they, they that's in their it. world. It spreads. Yeah, but then you know, but they're like not. But people, yeah, but, but people aren't but believing also, have, them necessarily. And then when they made this movie, they didn't say, now listen, this is 100% factual and this is how it mm. happened. Yeah. It's yeah. just someone's Hollywoodization of it. It's someone uh, taking something that is fact and saying, let's, it's let's, a very, you know, let's, yeah. let's add some flavor to it. Let's add some, you know, some spice to it's it. It's a very hyper masculine action this, movie, not, you know? This movie is not really to educate someone, it's uh. to entertain them. It's mm. not. It's it's not yeah. there to be a factual movie. It's there to just yeah. Be like, I know, and like I like to my, I like to call this historical fiction. But it like is. My that's, real but that's correct, is, Rich. You know, my real bone is documentaries because they do this. Like oh fuck yeah, no, well, that's, okay. a lot, uh, that's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a, that's a different, different kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah, that's but a different thing. Again, like my feelings, I still feel it's just it's really unfortunate that it just happens so much that people just get this information from films, and it's just. Uh, but I tell you something, like, you know, everyone knows who listens to the show. I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. But, like, mm. the, you know, love Johnny Cash. And Walk the Line, the movie, I think that, you know, Johnny Cash was popular his whole life. I mean, you know, but seriously, when Walk the Line came out, he had another one of those waves of popularity. Now, everyone, if they study Walk the Line and match it to the actual histori historical narrative, there's, there's, there's whole people who... Uh, either missing or combining to other people, and it's dramatised. Now, essentially, that's a biopic, and it, the spirit of it is true. Um, but facts are changed, and it's like, you know, it's it's an advertisement, and it's really cool. It's a great movie, and, you know, it brings so many people to the fans that it doesn't matter. 
But if you, I guess. But if it's a political thing, if it's a political mm. thing, let's say of, let's pick a scandal. Let's let's pick, um, you know, like Watergate or Iran Contra or something like that from back in the past or Argo. Now in Argo, they deliberately mm. changed facts, and plenty of people watched Argo and mm. thought what they saw on screen is exactly what happened, and it yeah. turns out that was not the case. Now, I think there. Even though, again, it's a technically kind of a biopic-y thing because it's political, it involves people dying and stuff, I think potentially there it's a little more of a charged conversation. Do you know what I mean? The difference between... Yeah. And, and, and 300 is so long ago as well. Like I know, I know, know it was long ago, but, like, it's just, you know, like, the Thespians have a monument to them. You know, they weren't they weren't a warrior culture like the Spartans. It was an act of self sacrifice. And as, as far as I remember, it gets omitted completely in the film to make it look like the Spartans did everything. And the, the, the I guess I said the first one, even though I think three hundred is a better film than the three hundred Spartans. I think the three hundred Spartans kept the spirit of the whole thing. Sure. And I don't really think three hundred well, did. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I look. They do have the Thespians there. It's just that they're not there at the final battle. Like they still have the. The fact that they were helping them and they helping they were flanking them and all that. But yes, they omit the fact that they were but again that's done for again, it's done for entertainment value. It's done but for that, that's the step too far for me. That's like you know, <laughs> but, that's but that's honestly, the oh, then, I tell you what, then don't ever get involved in Romance of Three Kingdoms. Yeah, I honestly Connor, any 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 picture, any movie that is based on anything historical whether that's a biopic a historical drama bloody glorious bastards it, well te- technically fiction though <laughs> technically fiction but like anything that purports to be telling the events every single one of those things is full of mistruths and yeah you know this is the and, nature of writing a script but, you've but got to say but you know? this this movie is not lying to people in a sense like it still happened like yeah. that's it man 300, 300 spots it, man. did go there there was a king lighter yeah. Do yeah. they embellish things? Do they change some mm. things? Do they omit some things? Yes, but it's not like it's not changing the overall facts. It's changing some of the minutiae. It's changing some of the. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider stuff like the thespians like not being there. That's not minutia. That's like no. I wasn't saying that was. I'm just in talking in generality of stuff right. that they omit and you know things that they take out or streamlining or whatever or making something feel more epic. Those those are like your sub sort of things i just they were telling the story by the 300 spartans so that's what they wanted to focus on and that's also what sort of frank miller focused on as well that's just what they wanted to focus on it doesn't mean that they're lying it just means that they are omitting some of the facts and but overall yes. it's still correct and really connor you should watch <laughs> you should watch the man who shot liberty valance and that and that quote when the legend becomes fact print the legend and that whole movie is about that actual saying. And it really does. I always think of that when I think of these kind of things, you know, because I don't think it's that egregious in 300. Like, yes, it is, but it's every fucking movie that does that kind of stuff. Like, it sucks for the thespians from the year 300 <laughs> BC, but you know what? They're long dead. 
You know what I mean? But I mean, like, even Xerxes isn't correct. I mean, Xerxes yeah. had a beard. He was shorter. He exactly. never went to the front lines. It's just, but that's not very entertaining. I mean, like, did Leonidas really hit him with a spear? Did Leonidas no, really hit him with a spear? You don't, there's a thing where you don't need to emit all this stuff. Like, you don't need to do it. It's it's interesting enough. It's there. Like, you can make some changes, sure. But when you just make unnecessary changes, like... Uh, mm. Well, man, I mean, it's, it is it is what it is. But at the end of the day... You know, so look, but here's the thing, though. I guess another way to look at it, a bit, like before we move on, is there's the the, the guy that wrote uh, *Romance of the Three Kingdoms*, right? Uh, Lu Gong Zhang. He yeah. was, uh, um, he identified more with uh, Liu Bei and the Kingdom of Shu, right? He saw them as the good guys. So this book he wrote, which is most of the history, is slanted towards Shu, and actually, mm. uh, it it basically puts uh, Cao Cao. And, and the Wei Kingdom in a very um, negative light, um, almost as like the villains. Yeah. That doesn't mean what he's saying didn't happen, like the, the battles and sort of shit. Mm. But he is embellishing it, and he's making certain people look better, and he's making certain people look worse and all that. And I just view that as the same as this. Frank Miller and, and whoever, they slanted more towards the Spartans, and he wanted to embellish and... There's a word and for it. It's called authorial sort of bias. Authorial bias. Authorial bias. Tell yeah, a, a three hundred a Spartan story. He didn't want yeah. to tell a Thespian story. He didn't want yeah. to tell it. He just wanted to focus and tell and make them look better. It's it's that's bias. It. It's it's and that it's, that's um, why I prefer the three hundred Spartans because it you know it just for me yeah. it kept one Fair of the enough, important man. aspects yeah. of that story is the different people working together. But that's you know, what I said. That movie enough, is it's just a more factual and more accurate. It's and it's a pretty good movie too. Like Three Hundred Spartans was pretty fucking cool. I I enjoyed it. Like yeah, you know, uh, like I'll say this. Like, um, I liked the guy who played Leonidas in Three Hundred Spartans, and believe you me, Jared Butler does a fantastic job too. But two very different performances, you know. And mm. I often I often like that in um. Say with Caesar, you look at all the different people who've played Caesar, all the different ways to play him. I, I, I do find it curious to see that, you know, those kind of things. So it's interesting to see two very different Leonidas's uh, acting styles. And um, yeah, it's cool. Like, I mean, so let's, let's be honest. If anyone watches 300, they're going to be misinformed. I mean, there's people going to watch a movie who think that Spartans ran around going into battle with no armor and, yeah. and shit. Like, yeah. look, you're not, you're not going to that movie and going to be informed on anything. Yeah, on anything. No, it's entertainment. Yeah. It's, yeah. Let's give our scores on let's give our scores on the comic three hundred. If you want to, you can give your score on the movie. I'm gonna give the comic three hundred an eight out of ten. I'm gonna give the movie a nine out of ten. Um, Rich? Uh both are eight out of ten for okay. different reasons. I like it, Rich. That's very succinct. Well done. Uh Ray, we're saving you for last, Connor, because you're the you're the Greek scholar. Uh <laughs> oh, Ray. Yeah. Look, yeah, unfortunately, I have read 300, but it has been years and years ago. Well, come on, pull um, one out from the files, Ray. Pull one out from the archives. What do you remember? Seven, seven out of ten. Then. <laughs> seven so, out of ten. What about the yeah. film? Oh, the film. Oh, yeah, I saw that as well. I wasn't a fan of the film, actually. Okay. You talk, we're talking about the modern film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say they give that a six. Okay. Yeah. Oh, just uh, no, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed the content. Might not, hey, listen, might not be the lowest score, so don't worry about was it. Was it historical <laughs> accuracy? Historical accuracy? No, that, that it was. It actually, I, I didn't. It, it looked like everything was um, in it's a easy. set. See, it was. Yeah, very on, in a stage, and yeah, it you was, might be yeah. on the same there, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, but I mean, that just wasn't my style. <laughs> it was like it wasn't actually the real battle. Did you find? 
<laughs> they had it televised the actual battle as well. I found that annoying. Um, all right, six. Uh, now, Connor, the Greek scholar. What are, what are you giving it, Connor? Come on. Uh, so the comic, uh, six. Six. Uh, just like my points for, I love the art. Everything else, a little to be desired. But again, like uh, unlike the film, I didn't really mind the discrepancies. Good. Uh, so, yeah. And film out of ten. Look, it's been too long since I've seen it. Uh, but like off the top of my head, uh, four. Okay. You know, well, that's fair. It's fair, Even even without the historical accuracy stuff, I wasn't super into it. Fair enough. I loved. I loved how it stylized the combat, though, and I think that, that was did, cool. Like, I really like how they stylized that ancient Greek combat. That's the one thing I really did like about the film. I'm just trying to remember, was it Sin City or was it uh, 300 where there were some really great sex scenes? It might have been the sequel, actually. <laughs> the sequel... <laughs> the, no, seriously, the sequel to 300, you see Eva Green, really. It's nice. Isn't, like, no, isn't that a prequel? Or is that a sequel? It's a sequel. sequel. Rise of the Emp- Rise of something or other. And, no, um, I think that's a prequel, mate. Well, whatever it is, it, it, it takes place at the same time. It's it's during the battle. It's the sea battle. Uh, I'm. Uh, I I look at. It, I thought it was well, a prequel. Well, whatever it is, it's it came out afterward. And what I'm trying to say here is, if you're looking for some great topless scenes with Eva Green, uh, look no further than that movie. Because it's oh, evergreens, very nice. Oh, believe you me, I don't remember anything else about the film. That's all I remember. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that I have like you know detailed memory of the fucking uh, movie, but I remember I enjoyed that. Now, wrapping up the final thing for this show, which has gone on for ten hours, was a Punisher tr- arc that I always, I, I, I was very, um, what's the word, uh, selfish picking this because this was always one of my favourite concepts for Punisher. Basically, he gets stuck with a drug that gives him six hours to live, and his instant reaction is just to try to go kill as many people as possible before he dies. I always thought it was a great setup, um, and I've not read this since I read it back. I collected all the Punisher singles back in the day of the whole Max series, and it was my first time reading it again. Uh, the guy who did it, uh, I'm not trying to pronounce his name, it's like Dwan Swazinski. Uh, yeah, now he's a crime writer as well, uh, of some note, uh, and I always enjoyed his Punisher run. Reading this was like putting on a, a pair of old boots, very enjoyable, um, very much in the Ennis style. Um, I, I thought this guy did a good job on Punisher, and yeah, just a really good concept, um, and very believable. This is what Frank would do. He wouldn't fuck around trying to get the cure. He would just think, I've got six hours to live. I've got to kill as many punks as possible. He's in, uh, I want to say, is he in Pennsylvania? and um, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, sorry. Philadelphia, yeah. And it's just, he's just on a fucking mission. Um, this, is a, this is a personal favourite of mine from back in the day. It's not the best Punisher you'll ever read, but it's good, solid Punisher. Give me more of this Marvel. Um I'm going to give this 9 out of 10. Rich, throwing it over to you. I know you're a big Punisher fan. What's going on? Yeah, I can't score this because I oh, read wow. three issues and then I forgot to finish it because I wasn't... Wow. I was. I think I was bored, if I remember. Jesus. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know, Rich. I don't know why you're on the show, my friend. But, you know. Okay, so Rich has let the team down. Um, Connor? Uh, so I was a big Punisher fan back in the day. Uh, like he said, it was kind of putting like a pair of old boots on nice and comfy uh this was just this crazy amounts of fun 
I had a lot of fun reading this, and so I'm going to give it a 7.5. Excellent. I'm very glad to hear that. And, Ray, did you get a chance to read this one? I put it in the drive for you. Yeah, I did. And I've just got to say, this is exactly the Punisher that I love to read. Uh, I'm a a big fan of Dwayne Swazinski as well. He did a lot um, of Bloodshot in the Valiant comics. Uh, Uh Dave, you and I read some of that Uh Bloodshot as well. Yes, we did. Um, Top-notch stuff. But, um, yeah, he he very much takes an Ennis style here, but the characterization of Frank is just, I I love, brilliant. he's he's scary um he uh, there's a bit at towards the beginning which i really loved uh he gets poisoned right or you know injected yeah. with the drug and the guy goes uh, louise uh lewis louise says yeah. um you know uh you, you if you're gonna kill me you're pretty much gonna slit your throat so um you know just you've got to keep me alive basically he unshackles frank the first oh, thing yeah. that frank does he just snaps his neck and he Lovely. says like, um, doesn't matter. Look, I, I look forward to dying or something like that. He goes, yeah. uh, all this has done is given me a, a time limit. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly what you said, Dave, what I found just really cool was that, did he bother to look to find out where Lewis came from and what was going on there? No, he just gets his little black book out and he just starts <laughs> killing. Yep. It's just like, it's, it's like, he's a, he's like a machine. Um, and and I like the kind of the the legend that goes around him, uh, Deirdre. Later on, she goes, "Oh, I used to read about you," oh, and yeah, you know, she's just kind of turned him on, turned on by the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, how about how he kills her? She pretends she's yeah. going for a blowjob, and then he like, <laughs> yeah. snaps the neck yeah. with his legs. Look yeah. at ladies. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, like Connor said, this was just loads of fun. It was just really, um, you know, a, a, a stark difference to like any Marvel comics. It's 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 Frank. Um, grounded in amongst like just real human like criminal organizations mm. um and yeah no i just found it just found it really uh enjoyable nine out of ten for me same as that me. was yeah. yeah that was a really welcome plot twist when he just like so screw like the big scheme he's just like oh, yeah. start <laughs> killing like these yeah. criminals uh. <laughs> And so it was so it was kind of fun like fun in a morbid way then you just yeah. you follow it he goes after one criminal who's a um snuff film kind yeah. of you know gagger porn director and then you get this other one drugs yeah so he just he just picks them off the guy's and, nephew comes for revenge like in the same yeah, night yeah oh uh, yeah yeah and, and he then gets and the then, guy who was his brother from another yes. guy he killed like that was oh. all so funny yeah. and i love the editor's note there so i was actually i'm gonna look at this comic you know where he actually <laughs> force kills of his nature. brother yeah yeah force of nature and and then he stumbles like somehow because it's all connected he stumbles onto J- uh, john is it cavalier yeah uh, the mm, the uh yeah. the lawyer and and how it's connected to the mayor and it was just really it's really fun seeing that kind of organized crime part of things but it's it's even more fun seeing this terminator which is frank just kind of yeah, man, it, go this at is it very, I, did, yeah. I, I love i like the irony that you just described there that he went after a a, a snuff filmer when this basically is like a, <laughs> yeah, a yeah, 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 for, exactly well for, real people aren't dying in this that's the big difference yeah, but I'm just, <laughs> i do think it's kind of funny that he kills a snuff film and really this these six issues is literally just like snuff yeah. Porn. yeah it is <laughs> just carnage of him killing people oh yeah yes. like because he's just <laughs> killing yeah um, but that's Frank Castle. This is the Punisher. This is how he should be. None of this bullshit where he's, where he's a member of Hydra or he's carrying a sword around. He's a member of the hand. Fuck mm. that noise. We don't want that. Punisher oh. fans want this. Can I also just say, um, I found really cool Walter 
the totally psycho yeah. um, oh, yeah. PTSD crazy, yeah. war yeah. vet yeah. Um, from Vietnam. He was like, I love that description. Frank goes, he's, his um, fists are like hammers or something. Um, yeah. 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 It just, he's just so strong. Uh, so, he got yeah. the short end of the straw. Yeah, he did. He's, yeah. You know, poor guy. Oh yeah. He yeah. was struggling. And, and that, and that woman was just such a total bitch. Yeah. You're and manipulating then, him. Yeah. Massively. But then how, Again, how cool was it? Frank decides to kind of attack him, attack his mind. So he starts speaking yeah. Vietnamese to him, yeah. and the guy pisses his pants because he's yeah. traumatized by yeah. it. Yeah, well, Frank, so. Frank's yeah. actually clever. Frank, he's not yeah. like genius, but he's clever. Like you know, like he's sly yeah. and he's sneaky and he knows how to fight dirty. And like, I mean, that chick was like giving that guy blowjobs and stuff, and then like mm. she just full on just blew his face off, and I was like, man, what a bitch! I know. And then and then she was like cracking on Frank. I was thinking, love, he's gonna terminate you like so fast. Like you are just you. I was oh, Frank, just. Yeah. He, he was crafty as well. He, he was, goes, yeah, is like, oh, yeah. what what sort of benefits sort are of you benefits? talking about, yeah, love? Yeah, yeah, and then exactly. so she goes, there, and then he just kind of grabs her by his legs and snaps. And any, any sensible person would have been like, what, why is he into this all of a sudden? But yeah. she was just so thirsty for Frank. Yeah, she was. Yeah. For whatever reason, this middle-aged Italian she was turned on. She was, she was turned on by the aura, by the mistake, yeah. by the killing machine that he is. You know? <laughs> what, I, what I also enjoyed, but I wish that he didn't repeat it, was that you saw at the beginning, Lewis, or again, Luis, he, he wore Frank's skull shirt. And then later on, you see Deidre wearing it. Yeah, and yeah. It would have been cool to see just Deidre wear it because, like, she was the fan. Yeah. But uh, I guess Lewis says at the beginning as well, he was fanboying too. But yeah, it, it was, yeah. yeah. No, it was it's great. Good. I actually, because I couldn't remember it very well, um, and I thought that um, maybe the the drug was not real, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I thought that yeah. for a second. But I realized I was confusing it with the end where he gives the injection to the guy. Yeah, the, the sugar guy and water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a stupid fucking move from that guy, you know? Like, Oh, what, what revealing yeah. everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to add, if I can, uh, like, I used to live and breathe Punisher, like Punisher and Good. Superman, ironically, mm. were my two favorites. <laughs> you, just went up, you just went up a notch, Connor. You just went up a serious notch. Yeah. Could it be further from each other, obviously, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, and I was reading, and I hadn't read Punisher in years, and I was I'm like, is Punisher going to hold up? Or are my tastes mm. so different now that I won't like it? And I still love it. So, it's just really you know. well written. I just got to say. It's just, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, well, Rich, it's that, I'm not sorry. sure if we need you on the show anymore, Rich. Uh, Roy Connor and Ray <laughs> are just showing their Punisher fans. That's quite all right. I, if there's going to be more Punisher, they're welcome to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I just say also as well, look, a little bit, it goes into like devils in the details. Like there's that little bit as well where Frank's teaching the FBI people how to make Molotov cocktails. And yeah. he's saying... You've got to use detergent or something because that will stick to the skin or clothes. And <laughs> so those little things, it's like, it's so cool there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Um, yeah, I really – have we given our scores? Uh, I, I'm, I'm giving this a nine. I've, I forget if we've given our scores. Yeah, I gave it. Yeah, yeah you're all scoring at nine. Okay. I gave it I gave it 7.5, but that's high for That's me. high for you. No, you can get everything yeah. else tonight. What did you give it, Rich? Come on. He, I unfinished. gave it a non-score because I didn't finish it. Unfinished. Uh, look, unfinished, and you, you, I would be critical, but you've you've done about seventeen hours of the show. I, tonight, I, so it's okay. like, I fell asleep right in the middle of reading it. But Rich's <laughs> no. In all fairness to Rich, he has a thing with like 
violence, like hardcore violence, mm. like this. He doesn't like it, and that's not true. Actually, I love horror movies. <laughs> well, in comics, you don't like it. Like you remember Scalped, you didn't like it for the same reason. Ah, uh, the, well, the, 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 the language, the violence, the sex, all that stuff. It's not know? so much the violence. It's just that when it's just, I guess when it's just page after page after page, I just don't feel like I'm reading anything or I'm getting a story. I'm just it's uh. <laughs> It's funny because I thought this book was like one of the better Punisher Max books for violence, as in like there wasn't as much as usual. I would say Ennis is a bit more graphic than this book. He is it's, much yeah, more graphic. Way more graphic. <laughs> this yeah. is very much the dialogue is very similar to Ennis, but the yeah. violence isn't isn't as bad. Ennis definitely sometimes he does it comedically, but often more brutally. Um, this is PG compared to yeah, it is, yeah, it is, it is. Like, and, um, <laughs> but isn't it nice to read a Punisher book where it's no holds barred like this? None of this bullshit like oh, Marvel this, does this now. Is, you know, they should only do Punisher. I reckon they should only do Punisher books like in this kind of totally agree, totally agree. forum, totally um, agree. because that's that's where he's the strongest. You know, um, oh yeah, we don't want watered down bullshit. You know? Separate him from all the other like characters i don't need to see fucking daredevil again if daredevil turns up he's gonna get his ass kicked you know by a hardcore fucking punisher um but anyway he's beat him before he's beat him before rich which was bullshit i will add uh that was that was pure (laughs) wankery on ennis's part as much as i like ennis's punisher that was was more it was like it was more comedic just like the wolverine fight was more comedic (laughs) when he rolls him over yeah but that's the the marvel that's the marvel knights from before the max run um Mm -hmm. look i do want to say uh we've come to the end of a big show look thank you to everyone thank you rich for all your efforts um for putting up with a 17-hour show um for, you know, for defending uh, the creator of Star Trek, for just putting up with Punisher, the whole thing. Actually, it's more about just like um, making sure you don't get sued one day. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, no, but it's yeah, thank you very much for all that. And um, Ray and Connor, both of you, thank you so much for coming uh, on and being a big part of the show. Time. Yeah, I mean, Ray, yeah. it feels like thanks probably... Thanks for having us. No problems. And, and Ray, I mean, you came in halfway through, but yet you've been here for about four hours. So well done. <laughs> exactly. you know? um, so yeah. good for you. Connor, as always, a pleasure, my friend. Um, both of you guys, always welcome back. Um, I do want to mention, um, I'm going to throw it over to the guys to do their plugs, but I do want to say thank you to all the listeners. Uh, and as always, if you feel like you like this, join the Patreon. Um, what is it? Patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. Uh, plenty of uh, things in there. We've got Cinema of Doom going. We've got lots of shit happening. Special prizes now. You can you do your own fucking comic suggestions for us, movie suggestions for Cinema of Doom. Join up for as little as the price of a cup of coffee per month. And, you know, it, it helps you pay the gambling debts, the prostitutes, uh, <laughs> the vodka, the cognac, the cigars. Uh, Which he keeps all for himself, by the way. I keep it all for myself, deep in the swamp. Uh, you know, Rich doesn't even know exactly where I live anymore. It's great. <laughs> and um, I'm recording from a bunker. Um, you know, it's great. Uh, now, look, I do want to say, Ray, do you want to give all your plugs to your 17 shows? I know we mentioned Spider-Woman. Uh, look, just uh, if anyone wants to have a chat, um, just at Ray Ray Pod on sure. Twitter, R-E-Y-R-E-Y Pod, and it's got all the info to all the shows there. Um, having fun doing Into stuff the night. on the night. Marlene, yeah, Marlene, Marlene, the Marlene podcast, right. um, the Spider Woman podcast, uh, Predator, 
and uh, and Scarlet Spider Ben Riley. He's been harshly done by lately. Oh dear. But anyway, um, a Ray Robot. Go check it out. All right, and Connor, where are you, my friend? Uh, so I just do two podcasts. Uh, oh, congrats on three hundred, by the way. Oh, Saving it you, to the end. Uh, thank you, man. Much <laughs> appreciated. Um, so first one, uh, Iron Fist, Immortal Iron Fist podcast, Sons of the Dragon. It's actually mm-hmm. reversed to what I said, but whatever. Um, we're doing Deadly Hands of Kung Fu at the moment, and some ninety series for hire. Uh, and um, uh, last one's a Krypton, a Superman podcast, which is currently in its Super Friends phase. So mm-hmm. go check that out. Ray and I will be reuniting and doing. Uh, the second part of Birthright. Birthright. Oh, uh, cool. Next week. Yeah. And you've already done part one, yeah? Yes. yes. So second and oh. final part. How many How many issues were there in the whole thing? Twelve. Well, wow, that's a lot of issues, isn't it? Did it need that it's many? It's a real... Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, it's paced yeah. well. Okay. It's a real easy read in terms yeah. of pacing. It doesn't rem- feel like all yeah. issues. I remember really enjoying it. I've got the hardcover here somewhere. I, I remember I always liked that uh, Birthright. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, ch- mm. check it out again, man. Leave us feedback. All right, uh, I will. Fine, so. okay, I'll do that. Now, um, <laughs> look, on that note, oh, we're also proud members of the collective, probably the greatest uh, alliance in the history of man since at least the Thermopylae and the Spartans. And um, yes. I've often said, I've said to you, Ray, maybe turning into a machine of war, rather than one of, you know, peace. It'd be nice right. to see, you know. I'm thinking nice. kind of like a death cruiser in space, you and I piloting it, of course. Um, steamrolling people. Steamrolling people. I like uh, the sound of this collective. Same yeah, change. yeah, and I've always <laughs> said, uh, well, I drew a lot of inspiration from the Death Star blowing up Alderaan. I saw that as inspirational, but, um, you know, so, wow. yeah, kind of rolling around in space doing a bit of that. Um, yeah, but uh, collective, lots of people. Inner Demons with Brian Biggie. Brian Biggie. Yeah, we got Brian Biggie there. We always mention Connor and Ray shows. I've already got to mention Last Ones of Krypton, Iron Fist Podcast, Ghost Spider Groupies, and plenty of other stuff there. Capes and Lunatics. So much stuff on the collective. Hard to keep up, but just know that Ray and I, we're sitting at the command console there these days, and we're looking at it. And I often say to Ray, we need to declare war. We need to move this to a war footing. You know? Dave's got that finger just uh, yeah, hovering exactly. above that button exactly, uh, to kind man. of and keep him. If I get grumpy, if I haven't had enough to eat, you know, it gets very trigger happy, you know? Deep in <laughs> space, man. Okay. Uh, Rich, any final comments before we wrap it up? Uh, looking for the, forward to the next 300. Yeah. And, uh, nice. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Ray? No, no, I wasn't saying it. No, no, it wasn't me. Oh, was it you? Was it you? It was a mystery. Was it I mystery? was just saying, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Jesus. No, wept. I'll do it from the hospital bed. It's fine. I've got to do something yeah. while I'm lying there. Just lying there, just close to death. My nasal voice, the last voice you hear. So you want to you want to spend your twilight years reading Punisher and arguing about facts? Yeah, definitely. Correct, but because 100%. I'm hoping that right before I go, my last words will be, fuck you, Dave. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, I... All I'm hoping for is that alien invasion, just to prove myself right. You know, if they land, and I'll just be like, "Yes, I knew it." Careful what you wish for, Dave. Careful what you wish for. Well, you never know, man. This is the thing. We're only one step away from chaos. If they are aliens, I want them to arrive only after uh, Dave's died. (laughs) It's just a gas leak. Calm down. Nothing to see here. All right. Thank you, and good night. Good night.
always a diamond friendly Sitting in the live hotel The heart's filthy lessons With her hundred miles to hell Something in our sky Something in our sky 